Either sell to me or I am going to put you out of business. Out of the ashes you will rise. If you feel sad, lost, depressed, finances are in the gutter, social life, you're lonely. Out of the ashes you will rise. Here in my garage, invest in yourself. Always be curious. Don't be a cynic. Sleeping on a couch in a mobile home with only $47 in my bank account. When everything's burnt to the ground, when you're sad, lost, and depressed, and everything's at rock bottom, you get to rebuild the exact and precise way you want the damn thing rebuilt. Health, wealth, love, happiness, each of these four goals. Coming up today, they go, I'm Ty, I'm smart. Most of the time I know all that tells me about them, the fact that they think they're smart, is that they hang out with dumb people. That's the simplest way to think you're smart. Okay, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about how to make $1 million from social media. So if you're an entrepreneur, there's a way to do it. If you're just a regular person and you see that you're using all this social media and you're making other people rich and you want to know some techniques, that's what I'm going to talk about so that it's not just Mark Zuckerberg and Evan Spiegel that's, that are so rich, you know. Social media is going to change the world for everybody. And we're also going to talk about Floyd Mayweather, $500 million fight versus Conor McGregor. It's coming up in about 24, less than 24 hours. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to jump right into it. I got a, a couple things. So I just came back. You can see here on my arms, I got these band-aids. If you're wondering, I gave blood yesterday. Oh, I thought uh, you were really upset about some stuff. And I was and cutting myself? Yeah. When I saw I didn't want to say anything when we were ta- talking in the uh, the living room. Oh, okay. I didn't want to bring it up to you people. That's not where people cut themselves. I don't think... Not no, in the no. arteries right there. <laughs> okay. Um, first off, let me just say this one quick thing. If your life depended on it, I would bet on Floyd Mayweather. But if you want to make money, you might want to bet on Connor because right now the odds I saw you'll have to bet about if you bet a hundred grand on Floyd and you win, they'll give you back 120 grand. <laughs> so to make 20 profit, 20,000 profit, yeah. you have to bet a hundred thousand. But Floyd uh, Connor is about the opposite. You bet if you bet a hundred thousand and you win, you get 350,000 back. Yeah. So that's roughly the odds. So, um, if your life depended on it, but you never know in a fight. I just saw Andre Ward being interviewed, and he said, in a fight, you never know who's going to win. And that's well, true. And boxing's a little shady. Boxing's shady. It could be <laughs> fixed. Who thinks it's fixed? <laughs> okay, yeah. but yeah. let's talk about so. something that's that relevant, for you, relevant for you. <clears throat> Conor McGregor is a master of social media. So if you own a business or thinking of owning a business or you work at a company in the marketing department or you do sales or something like that, just look at how everything's changed. You got this guy, Conor McGregor, who about three months ago, maybe six months ago, I looked at his Instagram and he had something like six million followers. And now I think he's at 15 million or something. And remember, that's completely free organic following for him. And now he's going to make probably $100 million. So for each of you, I think the first lesson, some of you take notes on my podcast, and I'll just say is that social media is necessary because it gets you free attention. In before social media, you could do the same thing. I mean, if you come back in Hollywood or anywhere really in the world 30 years ago, what would you do? You try to use P 
PR. So you would hire a company and they would do some viral stuff for you and they would put out a press release and all this stuff. But now you can do it yourself. And at the core of social media, that's what social media is. So people ask me, like, how do you get more followers on your social media? How do you get more YouTube follow- subscribers? Instagram. I think I've got about a million YouTube subscribers. I got actually my Instagram been growing fast recently. It's been growing at about 20,000 a day. New followers on Instagram. And you do uh, that without even showing your ass <laughs> or wearing a bikini. So. I definitely don't wear a bikini. But Zach does. Zach, so Zach it's wore, a good organic Zach way. wore a bikini once. But I, I've, I've tested different things. On Facebook once I got a million fans in liking my page in one week. That's the most I've ever done, about 200,000 a day. And so I don't always keep up at that pace. It takes a lot of work and stuff. But just remember this. This is a simple rule of thumb. I think it's realistic for to make about mm, 25 cents per follower. So if you have 10,000 followers, there's ways you could be making 2,500 bucks a month recurring from that or ongoing. If you have 100,000 followers, you could be making 25,000 bucks. It depends on how smart you are and all that kind of stuff, but that's a good rule of thumb. I've seen people making a dollar a follower, and that's just Instagram. Twitter is less valuable. Snapchat and Instagram are very valuable. YouTube's pretty valuable too. And then email addresses. I always include in email, I include into social media. I mean, to me, I would even include this podcast. For those of you, I actually have a special guest here, Colin Thompson, who works with me on my podcast, helping me grow it. That's me. And you've seen people, I mean, people are making money from podcasts that don't have a huge following, right? I mean, people that just, why do you think that is? You think podcast is just so engaging? It's like addictive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, that's really interesting. I think that a lot of what really contributes to kind of the outsized influence that that we see from from podcasting in general, um, it has to do with the fact that it's the longest type of content that's usually consumed in its entirety. You know, right. so we're so we're working out, we're commuting, whatever it is. If you follow this podcaster, you might be listening to them three or four hours a week. Yeah. If you follow YouTube or what is you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes a week. Right. And that's where that influence comes and from. And YouTube, you gotta be in front of the phone. Whereas Instagram, you know, you don't have to be in front of the, on the I'm sorry, podcast, you don't have to be in front of the phone. You can just put a headset on. Now, let me, I want to, I'm going to be talking about lots of different stuff on today's podcast, but all related to the subject of, we're going to talk about business and making money. And, but I also want to talk current events because one of the things, if you really want to know how to grow on social media, the people that grow on social media, they grab existing trends. And in the modern world, trends can come and go in a matter of minutes. So if you look at the one girl, um, Danielle, I forget how to pronounce her last name, Brigiola, she was the cash me outside girl and she was on. Dr. Phil, catch me outside. She said that little catchphrase. It went viral. It became a meme. And now that girl, you know, she's probably making, at one point I know she was making at least a hundred grand a week. And she's only, I think 14 or 15. Her and her mom were over here at my house about five months ago. She's a smart, smart kid. People think she's dumb. She's not smart, but she caught a trend and that's the big thing. And so one of the things that I like to do with social media is not only post to social media, not only, you know, try to make money directly, but try to reverse engineer social media. So for example, one of the things I do, a daily routine tip. Okay. And so this is 
I gave you number one tip. I need a little piece of paper to keep track of what tip number I'm on. Number two mm-hmm. tips is use social media to check the daily trends. And there's a couple ways I'll give you how to do that. The first thing that I do just in my daily routine, probably the first thing I check on social media every day is Twitter. If you go to Twitter and you click the little magnifying glass icon, there's like at the bottom of Twitter, there's a home, uh, a magnifying glass, a bell and an email. They changed it recently. I hate the new update, but you click here. Is he getting a notepad? So right now you can see a couple things. They hand select what they think is the important news. So right now it's Hurricane Harvey. But if you look here on the trends, you can see the top most hashtagged things. And Twitter, you can really find trends before anyone else. And you can that's something that you can use to translate into money. Like whether it's you that are actually going viral or something else that you can grab hold of. So right now you got Trump pardoned former sheriff and ally Joe Rappa. Arpeo, sorry. Oh, he did. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah, he did. Oh, wow. Pentagon, Dennis Richmond. Some of the stuff is just goofy stuff. But I, I want to encourage everybody who's trying to rise up in life. Um, I was reading a book. I read actually seven books in the last day and a half because I've been on an airplane. I flew out to Florida real quick. I had a business meeting. And I came right back. So I've been on flights for like, I don't know. 14 hours in the last 40, uh, 30 hours. And so I read seven books. And one of the books that I actually read last night when I got home was the story of the Warner Brothers. So mm. Warner Brothers is a big movie studio. You've seen, what's their most famous movie, Warner Brothers? Oh, but the most famous. Did they do Scarface? The most famous Warner, Brothers. Warner Brothers. They do Batman? Yeah. yeah. They, Batman's Batman. Warner Brothers. That's not their most famous. But anyway... The interesting story is what now, of course, there was no social media back then with the and it was four brothers. Jack was the main one and, and they were born actually in Poland and they came to America. They were Jewish and um, one of them bought a movie projector. And this is like in 1903. OK, 1903. Edison had created a, this movie picture thing. So this dude. Jack buys one for a thousand bucks. You know how much a thousand dollars was in 1903? I mean, that's like 30 grand now. Okay. So he was ahead of the trends. He brought it in to his family and he said, let's watch a movie. And they saw this movie called, what was that? It was a famous silent. It was a train robber one. The great train robbery. I think it was called. It's one of the most famous movies. Yeah. Birth of a Nation? No, not Birth of a Nation. Oh, after that's yeah, like it a Ku Klux Klan. This was literally it was a story of a bank robber, and the machine hardly worked. So the dad said to his son Jack Warner, "He's like, you just spent a thousand dollars on this thing, and it doesn't even work." And he said, "Well, he said go get your money back." And he said, "Well, the guy told me it usually doesn't work." So he took a huge risk. 30 grand, you know, he spent to get a machine, but he was ahead of the times and that allowed him to get a little bit of an edge over other people. And so the next thing, you know, he creates this movie, movie studio called Warner brothers. And, you know, it's literally the, almost the biggest, I mean, Warner brothers, they're aligned with universal now, right? I don't don't think so. No, no. 
I mean, I could be wrong. I haven't heard that. I thought they merged. Maybe I'm totally But wrong. The Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises are their top two really? highest grossing films. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wonder yeah. Woman's their third. They did Wonder wow. Woman. That's their third highest grossing film. Of yeah. all time. Yeah, because of today's dollars. And so so the, the takeaway is I go on. So go on Twitter. So I told you the Twitter news. Even sometimes it's stupid. The second place to go to is go to Google Trends. So I'm going to go there right now. I like to do this on my podcast. We'll just talk about what's trending in the world. It's a free. Google is basically getting the most data in the world. They're bigger than any social media network, really. I mean, what do you use more? Google or searching on any other platform? YouTube, by the way, is number two, which is also owned by Google. I so, stopped doing Google after they got rid of that guy that wrote the internal memo. You stopped? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now I'm using like Bing, Bing? and Ask, okay. or Internet Explorer, Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. <laughs> So the number one trend in the United States right now is Rick Piana died. Controversial bodybuilder Rick Piana died at 46. Okay. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of talk about steroids, this. Now, here's something business related. Number seven, Whole Foods. Whole Foods dropping prices on Monday. Amazon says, oh, hey, Kate, you want to be here? Why don't we do this? Why don't you let Kate be here? And then you, yeah, either come on either side. Why does anybody think here that they are dropping, uh, yeah, Rich Piana, sorry, not Rick, Rich, Rich Piana died, okay? I don't know too, I don't know the guy too much. Hello, Kate is here. Just got my nails done. She got her nails done, that's where she was. They look so good. You like them? (laughs) Yes, they made my day. Women don't realize nails are for women. Men never know. Is there any never guy on ever. the planet that goes, you know what? I met the girl of my dreams, but her nail color was off. If I Not had once. bad nails, I think you'd notice. No, I wouldn't. I really doubt it. Guy, And if a girl is not attractive, if she's just ugly, <laughs> no guy's ever been like, you know what? Wasn't interested. Then I saw the nails. Hey, Those nails. Someone said they're nice. Wait, you guys got to do a close up. There's like marble. You guys know that new style? <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, the girls will appreciate someone it. Someone said, I bet Zach wears crotch charms. What is that? I've never even heard of that. What is a crotch charm? I'll have to Google it. Zach, you wear crotch charms? I'm going to Google it. All right. So let's talk about Whole Foods for a second. So Whole Foods dropping prices. And I'll tell you why. Jeff Bezos is like Genghis Khan. If you study conquerors in history, this guy is out for blood. So what? If you saw yesterday, grocery stores, stocks dropped every single grocery store the second they announced that because what Jeff Bezos at Amazon is going to try to do is he is going to undercut even if he loses money. There's an interesting story of Jeff Bezos. He took, he wanted to get in the diaper business. So he went to a company called diaper.com. He said, I'll buy you. And they're like, we're not interested in selling. So he this is, you know, I told you, he's like Genghis Khan. He came back to them and he said, listen, either sell to me or I am going to put you out of business. And they still wouldn't sell. So he took his own diaper brand and he went on Amazon. And let's say a pack, big pack of, dime, of diapers cost like 70 bucks. Okay. That was the cost. Not what they sell it for, the cost. He said, I'm going to sell for $30. And so he was losing. His accountants came to Jeff Bezos and said, Jeff, you're going to lose $100 million a month if we do this. And he goes, I don't care. 
and he went and lost a hundred million bucks for a while. But eventually, I think I th- can't remember what happened with diapers.com, but they were hurt. And this is the same thing he's doing the grocery thing. He's going to undercut all these places. He's going to compete with cheap places. I bet you Whole Foods is going to become as cheap as whatever uh, Safeway, Vaughn's, Kroger's. Okay, and then once he has full control, then he can raise the price back up. That's interesting. So just remember one quick thing. Note number three. I think I'm on one, two. Takeaway number three. Um, if you want to make money in general, sometimes you got to lose money to make money. All right. But be careful with that because principle number four for today, if you're taking notes. And by the way, taking notes is how you have a chance at winning. Laptop. You want to hold that, Kate? Or cash because I'm going to do some questions for those of you listening live. If you're on the podcast... You can watch me live sometime and get a chance to win. So uh, principle number five is what Warren Buffett says. And this is interesting. Warren Buffett goes, first rule of business is don't lose money. And the second rule is never forget the first rule. So just so you guys know, the more advanced you get in life, the more contradictory advice you're going to get. And the average person is too stupid to be able to handle that. So the average person, if you tell them, Jeff Bezos is losing money to make money in the long run. And that Warren Buffett, who's a little richer than Jeff Bezos, is saying, don't lose money. A lot of people are like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Everything contradicts. But you have to look. The devil's in the details. So what Warren Buffett is saying is your long-term strategy has to always be profit. And some businesses forget that. There's some, like um, SoundCloud. We were talking about SoundCloud calling yeah, the other day. They're dying. They're about... Yeah. to be done. I thought, I thought they were over a few days ago. Yeah, well, they couldn't, they tried to get emergency yeah, loans. So SoundClouds is kind of, it's like a place, a little bit like Spotify, but it was free place to post music. But they never figured out how to make profit. So Amazon, they know how to make money, but to grow an empire, don't forget the power of enticing people in to your product. So a lot of people, for example, one of the things I'm talking about um I'm opening up my social media marketing program with a special for the next week. I've got it. I'm going to take everybody who goes into my social media marketing program and I'm going to do a live training, um, live streaming training, which I've never done before. A two hour live stream for everybody who gets in. So I'm going to actually put a link here in a second. I forget what the link is. Let me see. And if you go there, you get access. I've been showing people for the last... Okay. Yeah. So you go to tylopez.com slash social media. Tylopez.com slash social media. All one word. If you go there from my podcast and you get in in the next week, I'm going to be showing you step by step how I've been showing people how to make one to $10,000 a month by charging businesses for you to manage their social media for them. Okay. Somebody said social media marketing for $39.99. No. Not thirty nine ninety nine. There's people always trying to knock off my program and all that <laughs> stuff, but I've showed over twenty five thousand people how to build a social media marketing agency. I pretty much kind of invented that course, and I've got the most content. It's and like I said, but one of the things that I tell people, people go, "How do you get your first customers?" I'm like, "Easy. You give away free samples. It's okay to give away free samples of your work." And what Amazon's doing by lowering the price. It's effectively like a sample. Metal James says, SMMA is the best program I've ever purchased. Cool. 
Oh, dude, I get so many testimonials. I just got somebody. Also, checked, I got this one little WhatsApp group. It's called SMMA Testimonials. It's crazy. People post pictures of their checks here that they're getting. That Just so you know, on this topic, if you want to know the easiest way to make social media, it's not always doing your own social media. It's doing it for other people. So write this down as a trend that I see as one of the biggest trends in the world. I think this is number seven. Number seven of today's radio podcast tip is money-making idea for everybody. Help old people with technology. Help old people with technology. Entrepreneur Empire here said I made three grand my first month in Ty's program. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy the amount of testimonials. So the reason it works, and there's other ways to do this, this is just one way, is the average business is controlled by somebody who's over 50 years old. In many cases, over 60 years old. So guess what? 60-year-olds, if you know anything about them, are not good with technology. So if you can do their technology for them, because they perceive social media as technology. I mean, my 99-year-old grandma, if you gave her Snapchat, she could not figure out Snap. People, I know, I know 40-year-olds, I know 20-year-olds that can hardly figure out Snapchat. So when you come to them and you go, hey, I'll do it for you, people sign up. But sometimes you got to give them a free sample at the beginning. And that's what Jeff Bezos is doing with, with um, Whole Foods. By lowering the price, he's a lot, it's like a free sample because a lot of people would go, oh, I mean, what did they used to call Whole Foods? Whole check, whole paycheck. Mm-hmm. That was like how people made fun of it. They're like, oh, you're going to Whole Paycheck? Because it was really expensive. Who shop? Do you shop at Whole Foods, Kate? No, I do not. No? Well, you <laughs> might now. How about you, Zach? I've gone a couple of times, but it's usually for the uh, fermented stuff like that they have. Like the whiskey? <laughs> no, it was the kombucha. I thought it was going to get you liquored up. But but I eat all your food, so. <laughs> yeah, you eat my foods up from Whole. But we also go farmer's market, too. Yeah. So I think that a very, um, that's insight that most people don't have. Lowering your price is very similar to giving free samples. So what's going to happen is now Whole Foods, a whole 50 million people. You mark my words. If he keeps his price low enough, over the next few years, 50 million people are going to go to Whole Foods for the first time. And of course, out of 50 million people, not everybody's going to be a repeat customer, but I guarantee you 30% of them will be. So now he's got 15 million new people that are going every week shopping. And let's say, what's the average? Just do this math. How much do you usually spend when you go to the grocery store? What's a round number? Armin. What do you spend? You're you're a bachelor. What do you spend as a bachelor? Like 150. 150. 80 bucks to 100. So let's say 100 bucks. What's 100 times 15 million new people a week? Zach is <laughs> Zach. You can, it's not that hard. A lot. <laughs> no, it's billions. I was I was going for. Oh, Zach is yeah, doing was, sound effects. I wasn't trying to do the math. By the way, little side note for all of you who want to make more money, you have to get good at basic math. So. The way to do it is 15 million. You add one more zero to be like 10, right? That's 150 million. And you add one more and you get, they're going to make billions more if they could get 15 million people spending a hundred bucks a week, you know? So there is a downside because 
I, I do go to Whole Foods sometimes, but it's usually because that's where good-looking girls go shop. So you go there Very for the true. women? Yeah, but now if he's going to lower the prices, it's going to bring in the dogs. <laughs> and uh, Zach, Zach has written a letter to <laughs> Jeff Bezos saying, please, the please. quality of women <laughs> is now going to go down. Yeah. F you, Jeff. <laughs> Mess up my grocery shopping. <laughs> and why is Zach wearing glasses, sunglasses, you might ask? Because I can't see. Thanks for... Ella, Ella Guacate said, oh my God, stop. And she's still laughing. You got a fan there, Zach. She looks <laughs> cute too. Hey now. I bet she, she shops at Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said, how is that actually working out for you though, Zach? Uh, oh, what? Going to Whole, Whole Foods? Yeah. It How's works sure? out great. I only talk to good looking girls. How would it work out for you if all you do but is But you talk said to you stopped girls? going. Does that mean the women weren't talking back to you? Oh, no. I'm saying that's going to be the downside. It's going to attract the dogs. No, no. But when I ri originally asked you, I said, do you go to Whole Foods? And you said, I used to go because of kambucha. <laughs> I can't so even what remember all my jokes. <laughs> all my jokes are getting So free. you went for kombucha and you used to be a big fan and then right. you stopped going. That usually means either you found the love of your life on the first time or you're got depressed because you were getting shot down which one um i, I i'm gonna i'm gonna go with i don't know i got shot down why you got not? shot down yeah why not be self -defacing? what's the worst rejection you ever had um i would say probably kicked between the legs you got kicked in the when, nuts no i'm just kidding it's never been that bad i actually I, did have that one time in high school <laughs> oh yeah this girl got mad there was like three of us talking <laughs> And we didn't know she was right around the corner and she kicked all of us. She went, <laughs> yeah, but she yeah, you didn't know she was behind you. She like tapped you on the shoulder and you turn around and then wham, was just yeah. a kick and run. Yep. No, she didn't have to run. Cause when you get kicked in the nuts, you don't move. You, you pretty much stay right here. Someone said, Ty, how Zach is doing, brah? He's a funny dude. Brah. Okay. Zach, you have man fans. Hey now. All right. <laughs> okay. A fan so is a fan. That's, that's a Google trend thing. Now, one of the things I was going to say, you know, besides this subject of social media, is that curiosity will make you wealthy, too. People aren't curious enough in this life. You should pretty much always... There, there's an interesting... I, I read this book, and it said, try asking why three times to the same thing, and then you'll really find out if someone knows what they're talking about. So, let's just say, Zach, do you like uh, Donald Trump? Yes or no? Yes. Why? Uh, because he's given a big F you to the media. Why is that important to give a big F you to the media? Because I am kind of tired my whole life of watching the media portray me as some bigot, sexist, homophobe. Uh, up until, why up until has the, the election. Media, but why has the media been framing you as, what about you has had you framed well, as a bigot? My politics, people that align with me. Why do my you, side? So you're the saying aisle. the democratic, the more liberal media is dishonest. Yes. No, no, but doesn't like more conservative people like you. Right. They okay. have their narrative. They but why? Write the headline what, what's the core then, cause? What do they not like about Republicans and conservatives so much that causes them to think of them in the way you're saying? I don't think there's one answer to that. That's that's complex. There's a See, whole... there you go. <laughs> when you ask why enough times, all of us... Somebody said Zach is confused. <laughs> no, I mean, I'll, I'll pick one. I'll, okay. I'll, I mean, we can get into the, uh, uh, the whole idea of a worldview and people's worldviews and what, what brings them to that place. We can talk about people that are a little bit more sensitive 
versus people that are very uh, aggressive, take uh, have no what is it? They don't suffer fools well. They they're right. not uh, they're not looking to be nice. They, right. They're 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 grown up. So you're saying conservatives are more They'll, grown up and not willing, and whereas liberals are be, more kind and nice. Yeah. You know, I, I read a simplistic way of saying it, but I'm just saying you can keep someone asking Someone said why I thought I Zach was smarter. That's what Calvin Jean, she didn't like, she's probably a, not a Republican. Well, I'm a proud deplorable. <laughs> <laughs> now, one thing that, um, I read a book, so let's, let's, I'm bouncing around here today onto the podcast. This is a great book. It's called personality by Daniel Nettle. And, um, I've actually read it kind of more than once, but one of the big reasons that there's differences in people's worldview, like communism or Democrat versus uh, Republican, it's literally genetic. Isn't that crazy? Like it's, it's one thing that you will learn is a lot of stuff is genetic. And we found that out now with modern science. I'll give you an example. Did you know the likelihood of you jumping into a lake to rescue somebody drowning is pretty much genetic. So like there's a true story of this police officers and I can't remember, I can't remember the outcome, but they went to trial because they were called, they pulled up to a lake and a girl goes, my, my son or my brother is drowning and neither police officer moved. And she go, and so they were basically, and when they were asked, why didn't you go save the girl, the guy? They said, we don't know how to swim and we don't want to risk our life knowing we might drown. And so the interesting thing was that's genetic. Now it's not a hundred percent genetic, but there's literal markers in your genes that show you'll have, because you have to be a risk tape taker basically to do that. So that is genetic. Anger is genetic. Alcoholism is genetic. Not a hundred percent again, but heavily but also whether you're a democrat or republican because throughout history you've had people who are more democratic even before democracy existed and you've had people who are more conservative so by the way if you want to make more money on social media you must become a master with social or with uh, psychology psychology is huge i can't remember the outcome it was a famous case with those police officers and and i think the I think when the girl said her brother's drowning and the police didn't go, she went to try to save him and she drowned too. And that's why they got in extra trouble because like everybody was drowning. And so if I was their attorney, I would have said the lake was cursed. <laughs> that would have been my defense. <laughs> you mean I for bet, the police officers? Yeah, clearly two people went in and come none on. came out. Oh, yeah. I know. I think that makes sense. I, I think you can, you can go look at the voting block and see that uh, people that are, uh, more left-leaning are kind of dumb and stupid <laughs> and just Zach. not like they, they don't think things through log to their logical conclusion. Uh, so what uh, you're saying so is yeah, anybody who doesn't agree with you is usually stupid. If they're, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it makes sense. Democrats breed Democrats. So stupid breeds stupid. And, and I'm just <laughs> Zach's opinions don't necessarily reflect that. I don't think there's, I'm only just, I'm just trying to, what do you guys think? I'm thinking of doing some podcast shows that are like super, conversational i mean uh, controversial so for example what do you think about just an old school topic but a very controversial one abortion 
you get the smartest person on one side of abortion saying, let's say anti-abortion and the smartest person on the pro-choice side. Right there, there's a great example of a narrative that I've been aware of for 30 years. You didn't say pro-choice, you said anti-abortion. And I have a friend yeah. that was a producer at a CBS affiliate back in North Carolina, and their their head regional guy yeah, came in chase. and told them, said, we will no longer refer to anyone that is uh, right. on yeah. that side as pro-choice. They are anti-abortion. Right. And everybody, the other people are, I'm sorry, pro-life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you they can do Don't refer to them as pro-life. Pro but what choice, I'm saying is that's, that's a subtle little thing that people may not think about, but that is a narrative that paints a certain side as, oh, they're anti Right. Something. So sorry, I was just trying to. Well, I just saw, like, for example, around. what country just made abortion? Oh, I think it was Norway. No, uh, no, Iceland. no. No, and it's also a Central American country just now allowed abortion. You've, there's been zero reason you could have an abortion, even rape or anything like that, which is. I didn't mean to peel off. I just noticed that you said anti-abortion, not pro-choice. In Chile, abortion is legal <laughs> since last week. Yeah, that's it. It's Chile. So I thought that was an interesting thing that there's some places in the world where it's like, hmm, the world is a crazy place. For those of you not traveling, pick one place this year you want to go. Where would you go, Kate, if you snapped your fingers right now, anywhere? Caribbean. No, but pick, pick, pick a very specific place. Puerto Rico? Mm, no. Dominican? Hmm. Bermuda? No, actually. I, just, I like tropical places, so... You could throw me anywhere. I'm not too picky. All right. Colin, where would you go? Um, probably Paris. Probably Paris, honestly. Have you been? Yeah, I've been. I would go back. Pa Every time I go to right France, now. the last time I've gone to France, there's been some major shooting. <laughs> the last two times I go, I left the country, and the next day, there's like... And that first shooting in France in, what was that, 2014? Charlie Hebo, yeah. Charlie Hebo, we were staying right... Our hotel was right next to that. I mean, like a half a block. And oh, then wow. it can. Oh, wow. Yeah, and we the were there. Film Festival. And then right after we left, that dude comes in with the... With the car mowing everybody down. Oh, man. Where would you go, Armin? Egypt. Why? Well, I mean, I don't know about right you're now. Like, you should go with Adrian. Adrian's always talking about going to Egypt. I've never been. I want to see the pyramids. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, let's go. The pyramids used to be power plants, supposedly. Power plants? So do you believe in the those... A do you think that... Yep. I read it somewhere. It must be true. Yeah, I'd like to hear more about that. <laughs> so do you think the pyramids were made by aliens oh man Power i'm not, not going to rule it out so you think there might be aliens did you know no, by there's the, definitely oh, aliens. by the way aliens. yeah yeah now i'm not sure. going off the, the subject did you know that that's genetic Facts. the likelihood that you'll believe in like off the wall kind of esoteric stuff is totally genetic and by the way that relates back to what we're talking about um with being conservative or, or liberal in politics it also relates to people who make money because most entrepreneurs have a gene that's a little more risk-taking not risk-taking but a better word to say is unconventional unconventional so they're in the hexaco personality test one of the personality attributes is called openness to exp experience and that's made up of four subcomponents. so everybody here at this table on a scale of one to a hundred is different in the hexaco score um you know, in terms of open to experience. So what do you think you are, Kate? Open to new experiences. I did your Hexaco. Let me look it up. I don't know. I'd say I'm pretty open. I'm very one to cautious. One to 100. 
I am. But you can't be very cautious <laughs> and very open. I'm oh. very open. I just am smart when it comes to like getting hurt. Like I'm. I'm not. I am very open. I'm very yet cautious. I'm, not open I'm just about cautious how about getting I hurt. Be. I don't like to get hurt. But. So you're not very open. Would you ever bungee cautious. jump? Mm, I don't know. No, actually, I guess I'm not open. I'm too scared to. My what if it's over water? My hexaco score. I'm a three point eight on openness to new experience. What am I? I have to look at yours. That's pretty high. I'm above average, but not. I'm in like the top eighty, uh, the top twenty percent. Some people are even more. I've seen like people that you know that are like hippies, people who are nudists, people who believe in aliens. Trust me, they're oh, you. Wait a second. Yeah, so we have to come back to that topic. My my inquisitiveness. I'm a four point five, which is super high. Because uh, openness experience is five components: aesthetic appreciation, like art. Do you like art? inquisitiveness is like asking why 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 over creativity i got really high just being able to solve problems that's really what creativity is and then unconventionality i got 4.5 which is crazy high in fact of all the personality attributes that i'm the highest it's liveliness social boldness uh inquisitiveness and unconventionality and then altruism is like your ability to give to charity i got above average to that i'm not the highest i'm but i'm above above average it's called hexaco like the gas station texaco but you can do hexaco um ethereum predictions people always asking about things like bitcoin stuff like that i've said this before um some people are going to get rich and a lot of people will get poor it's a zero-sum game just remember be very careful this is money making tip number eight for today's podcast i'm marking these down be careful with zero-sum games. So here's the definition of a zero-sum game. Um, you bet on Floyd Mayweather, okay, or Conor McGregor. Just remember, you're betting against somebody. So somebody always wins, and the, and the money from the winner for the winner comes from the loser. So that's a zero-sum game. If you do commodities like you want to, or you do day trading on the stock market, most of the stock market is zero-sum games. The reason you're making money day trading is you're buying a stock for 10 bucks, reselling it for 11 bucks, right? So this guy who pays 11 bucks, then it goes down, he loses money and you made money. You sold it to him too high and you bought it too low. So those are games of cunning. And you really, that's why I like being an entrepreneur. That's why I like making money with social media and starting businesses because that no one's losing like elon musk created tesla which is the auto electric car company and yes ford motors has lost a little bit of their market share but overall for every dollar tesla makes ford doesn't lose one dollar so a lot of these things that are sold on an exchange whether it's stock market whether it's commodities you can whether it's options of fine you know forex kind of stuff um currency options or in this case there's new stuff bitcoin like online currencies right you just what you're basically saying is i'm smarter than everybody else and be very careful because most people underestimate how intelligent they are intelligent they are let me just just say to this for each of you right here if you're smart answer this question with no calculator What's the square root of 69,342? Okay. If you can answer that without a, without a, uh, whatchamacallit, 
a calculator in the next 30 seconds, you're a very intelligent person. Now, some people say, Zach, are you doing, were you doing a sound effect? I was going to, I was, well, I was going to. <laughs> what were you doing? But I'm just saying, people always say, oh, I'm, I'm so smart. And I'm like, okay, prove it. Somebody said 78. That's definitely not the square root of 63. What did I say? 63,000? 69,000. 69,000. Uh, it's definitely. But there were a lot of the other numbers after it. So yeah. 32. Well, you roughly can know what it is. The square root of 63 is roughly like eight something, right? Uh, eight times eight? Yeah, square root of 64 is eight. It's roughly 69 eight. 69 is eight something, right? Uh, Drake? <laughs> Never mind. Is that what he says? That's a Drake line? No, what is it? Um, Drake says the square root of 69 is it, eight something. He said that? Yeah, in his song. Holy so crap, I didn't even know that. Me and Drake are on the same wavelength. <laughs> Somebody said 250. No, no. And I was thinking since it's. Well, here, here's another test. Eight, would it be 8,000 or is it? Yeah. Oh, 8, it'd be, it'd be a little less than 8,000. Um, but I, here's another one. That's what I was. If you want to tell if you're intelligent, I'll tell you a story. My step grandfather. So this is not. He's not blood related to me, unfortunately, because that means I'd, I'd be smarter if he's my blood relative. But he was a chess master. So to be a chess master, his ranking was like twenty three hundred. Um, twenty four hundred. You become what's called a senior master. Twenty four fifty. I play. I've got a teacher that's a senior master, and then you have grandmaster. I think Grandmaster is above 2,500 or something in rating. Most, the average person's rating is like an 800. So here's a good test. You can just try this with checkers because chess, not everyone knows how to play chess, but everyone knows how to play checkers. Try to play three of your friends where you put your back to the board and they can watch the board and you have to call out the moves. So you go, move the, you know, the back piece to... If you can play three full games while keeping track without looking, then you're very intelligent. And um, not many people could do it. My step-grandpa could play three chess masters blindfolded. You don't really go blindfold. You just turn the other way. He spoke 14 languages like Chinese and Finnish and Arabic and all that. So just remember, one of the most important things, and this is principle number nine... Don't overestimate your intelligence. Most of the time when I meet a smart person, I just know one thing about them. They go, I'm Thai, I'm smart. Most of the time I know all that tells me about them, the fact that they think they're smart, is that they hang out with dumb people. That's the simplest way to think you're smart. Yeah. You just hang out with people less intelligent. It's not like you meet people who go, hey Thai, I'm really smart. And I'm like, oh really, Like, who do you hang out with? Like, Oh, I hang out with Stephen Hawking and like, <laughs> you will be humbled by this life. And when you go, you know, interesting thing about social media, there's a lot of dumb people in the world, but there's something called in collective intelligence and collective intelligence is one form of artificial intelligence. And the global mind is shown. That's why I said, if you look at Twitter trends, you're basically seeing what millions of people or in this case of Twitter, hundreds of millions of people think is important. Someone said, Furio.17 on Instagram said, Ty, everyone is intelligent beings. Not really. That's like saying everybody's blonde. Like, not everybody's blonde. There's a specific definition of what blonde is. Blonde is, you know, a light hair color. 
and you could argue whether it's strawberry blonde or this, but with intelligence, people say, oh, what is intelligence? What? You know, the real answer is speed of solving problems. That's generally what intelligence, what we mean by the word intelligence. So it's impossible for everybody to be intelligent, just like it's impossible for everybody to be short or fat or tall. No one would say, if you go, oh, that person's tall, you wouldn't go, Ty, we're all tall. No, the definition of tall means you're above the norm of height. And when it comes to intelligence, when you say that person is intelligent. So the reason I was going to say that and why I'm talking about this for a while. Someone said everyone is intelligent in their own way. Mm, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> there, it, that's not totally true. For example, um, a baby, when you're born, all of us. Our IQ in terms of what we're operating on is very low. It's like 50 or something IQ. And there's some dogs like Border Collie dogs, which are the smartest dogs. I used to have some Border Collies that have IQs like 60 or 70. I knew a Border Collie dog. I was, I was on this farm a long time ago in the, and this Border Collie comes in the house and the farmer goes, uh, we had to go outside and I don't know, he was a dairy farm. So he had to milk cows. So he said to the dog, just in a normal voice, he's like, let's go get the cows. And so the dog just took off running out the door. And then he goes, just kidding. And the dog just turned back. It was like a human. I think the top dog ever, there was a dog named Winston Cap. It's considered the smartest dog of all time. You can Google him. Winston, he was from Wales in England. And he had an IQ of something like uh, um, a six-year-old human. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, I had one growing up. Uh, I, I would always catch him reading. <laughs> I mean, they were picture books, but you know, <laughs> don't I'd listen come to home. Zach. He had opposable thumbs too. <laughs> no, he just used the tongue to flip the pages. Uh, but do you think that you could say that, like, that, like, everyone or most people are intelligent in in different facets or in different ways? I don't think you should call it intelligence. No, I don't. Th I think you call that someone else. You call that empathy. That's one thing I agree with Zach. This world has become so weak-willed. That we, we're like afraid to say anybody's good at anything. You know, you're like, oh, if we say intelligent, then these other people get there. Let's just say everybody's intelligent. Let's get set trophy generation. Yeah. Everybody gets a trophy for participating. Yeah. Forget that. Every, not everybody gets a trophy. One of the things that you can do is if you're not super intelligent in terms of book intelligence, you could still live just as good a life or better than other people who are high. High IQ is not correlated, by the way, with happiness. It's not even a, um, correlated with wealth, by the way. There's a great book. All right, tip number 10 today. I'm going to start doing this in the podcast. How many? Then we can put the number like yeah. 19 things. Or yeah. Tip number 10. Things. Read the book called The Millionaire Next Door. And there's a, there's a follow-up called The Millionaire Mind or something. But read the first one, The Millionaire Next Door. And the average... Whoa. What was that? My bad. Oh, I thought that was Zach's bad no, sound effect. That was audio. <laughs> um, are you listening to audiobooks? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Got, book. got a little bored over here. Sorry. Listen to audiobooks. <laughs> this is so entertaining. My podcast is so entertaining. My guests are listening to, po to audiobooks. Podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Multitasking. Yes. Uh, um, anyway, but don't. I don't think we have to say everybody's intelligent, Colin. Yeah. I just think you could say, hey, you're good at basketball. I mean, you know. 
some people go to basketball. Look, James Harden just got a contract for 200, what was it, 235 million? Look it up, Armin. Armin's a sports guy. So, and actually, I've met James Harden. He was over here at my house three weeks ago. Um, and he is an intelligent guy, but my point is, even if he wasn't intelligent, which he is, but if he wasn't, he still make a contract for $250 million. $228 million. All right, sorry, not 230 He mm. only made <laughs> lousy only, $228 only. Million. Yeah, well, I think he's made almost $500 bucks. So let's go on to the one of the subjects we were talking about in the beginning of this podcast, which is Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. They're not necessarily chess masters, right? They don't need to say, oh, I'm a genius. But Floyd Mayweather is certainly a genius in a lot of things. And another thing, cunning is very powerful. So if you're not super intelligent, you can become street smart. And that's another word that I use for, I mean, a more accurate word is cunning. So I think that those don't always go together. I know some smart people that aren't cunning at all, you know, so they're idiots. Somebody's still doing the math on that question. <laughs> Somebody said 8.5 over round odd. What the heck? I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> this guy's just making up numbers. Someone said the smile of this woman. My God. Mm -hmm. Wesley is your fan, Kate. Thanks, Leslie. You Wesley. Said, oh, like Wesley. <laughs> Wesley. Oh, Thanks, Wesley. Zach said Floyd Mayweather is very methodical in the way he fights. So this fight is going to be $500 million is the estimate. So Floyd will probably make three, four hundred, and Connor will probably make a hundred plus. Can I be the note-taker? You want? Yeah, but okay. Yeah, but you gotta, don't mark it as a note until I. We're on point number ten. Point number ten. Um. So just remember, for all of you who think you suffer a little bit, maybe you're not as intelligent as somebody in school cunning will get you very far and so you you think cunning is a good um i think it depends there's quality. ethical cunning and there's non-ethical so what do you call sneaky is sneaky cunning? no 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 sneaky is worse sneaky is machiavellian oh so, I've been so that's that's the bad version of cunning yes i would say the good version is street smart cunning so for i'll give you an example Here, here's an example now, are you talking about like when people have um an acorn under cups <laughs> and they try and to they shift it around like a street very, street vendor <laughs> very cunning of you very street to, uh, trick me with little cup but trick why do you there. say acorns i'm sure well, in I was new york to they of, don't put acorns yeah, under anything so. well i was i mean I was, I was trying to think of a nut and i just didn't want to they say don't the word put nut. nuts under there what do they put yeah, what do they put a ball nut ball <laughs> a what? nut ball well, I'm, what are they like? Isn't it usually <laughs> yeah? What did they put? Like a ping pong ball or something? No. Yeah, there you go. Ping pong. Adrian, like you're cunning. Ball. Is that what Adrian is that what you cunning know. people do? Is put the ball? Adrian, <laughs> why did you dilate your pupils when he said that? <laughs> uh, somebody said, "Love your videos." Those are money moves. What's a point? All right, let's take a few questions. From the live I'm sorry, audience. I interrupted. You were going to give an example of the, I didn't. You I didn't, ruined it. As usual. Wow, wow, wow. Metal James K from YouTube said, "Ty, what point from which book has stayed with you the most for all these years?" Okay, I got an answer for that. I need to promote a water Rocky. because <laughs> I want to have a water that I promote on my podcast as a sponsor. 
This this is not. Make sure it's one that doesn't make you. What did Alex say? What? Makes the frogs gay. Oh, Alex Jones says certain tap water makes people gay or frogs or something. I do not know what Alex Jones. If you've never seen Alex Jones, he's a podcast. He's a loon. He has some interesting theories. He says tap water is turning people gay. And did you? And they're doing it on purpose. But did you see when he ranted? He got super mad. Did you see that one? Oh man. You gotta be more specific he, with Alex. No, about the frogs. Oh. He goes, people say I'm biased. He goes, I just don't want to be freaking darn gay. You haven't seen that? <laughs> it's funny. He's man. worried. Is uh, he does that keep him up at night well, thinking about He thinks you could be turned. <laughs> Somebody said Alex Jones is alt-right. Uh um, like Zach. Agua 67. <laughs> there you go. Agua Ooh. 67. That's a cool name. <laughs> Somebody said, F you, Alex Jones. Well, Man. we're not, I'm not, I'm, anyway. <laughs> um, Bruce drank Fiji water. Who's Bruce? Bruce Jenner. Oh, Bruce Jenner. <laughs> oh. I don't, I, I'm no comment. This is going in a dangerous <laughs> direction. I don't think water has much to do with who people like. I'm pretty sure that is the worst scientific theory in history. One thing that's never happened is me taking a swig of water and going, that dude looks good. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been no there's no water turn it's never on. happened no all right here i forgot to snapchat real quick let me snap here we're live on the new podcast room we're all set up we're streaming here you can watch the podcast later if you don't want to watch live but it's kind of cool let me put this here my new podcast room oh shit Man, snap. oh, by the way, good news. I got verified on Snapchat today. So I don't know what that means to translate. Celebrate. And it just seems cool, even though I don't think it's that cool. It's like, what does that actually do for me? Because it goes the verification. Next to your name. Yeah, I got the book. The only thing that I'm happy is that whatever icon people take, you can't use again. And so I was like, I want the damn Snapchat book. And I was hoping nobody else got verified before me who wanted a book. But what is mm. Kylie Jenner has a has a crown, a crown. What are, pull up some other? Did ones. you get a book? I think Gary Vee has a heart. Angel baby. I got the book. Uh. Um, Who's an angel? Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner. I want the stripper. <laughs> you want a stripper? Yeah, yeah. I want the the stripper. There's no logo. stripper. Yeah, I, emoji. I think there's a stripper. Kim oh. is the peach booty. Oh yeah, that's mm. right. That's funny. <laughs> okay um the question was before i was interrupted by zach uh was a book that stuck with me and i actually read an article about this on the flight home somebody saying why do we still believe in sigmund freud because sigmund freud's the founder and of modern psychology and i think they're totally wrong um he was very important and people who think he wasn't are usually people who have never read what he said but one thing about Sigmund Freud people don't realize he was huge on cocaine he was really into prescribing cocaine to people and he he at one point he said cocaine is the miracle drug this was like in the 19 I think it was 1920s or so but he used it so much he actually had nose problems I mean like his nose collapsed or something from yeah. And, uh, but he got other people like famous people got addicted <laughs> to cocaine. So I guess on that cocaine side of things, it's, uh, he wasn't the most cutting it. He was cutting edge though. 
Just imagine how many people were using cocaine in the early 1920s. I've heard, everybody heard the theory that Coca-Cola yeah, they literally used to put cocaine in? Facts. Is that a fact? Facts. I think so. Facts, huh? Look at look up one of those MythBusters. This is a this is coming from a man that believes <laughs> yeah. in aliens. Those are come facts. on now. Those aliens are, are facts, a thing. <laughs> I didn't Somebody, say aliens math in this is country. In. Somebody said now they want to get their Mensa membership. Somebody said, "What is Kate writing down?" It's a secret. Okay. Other question, <laughs> Lance Allen. Do you think selling on Amazon is saturated? No. Um, I'll tell you why. For those of you who want to learn to drop ship, you want to do e-commerce, the market is getting bigger. Every day, more and more people buy, start buying basically everything online. There's still, Colin, what percentage of your stuff do you buy from a store, you and your wife? Um, including groceries? Yeah. Oh, um, probably 60%. How, how much has that changed in the last three years? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was probably what, like 90, 95% of the last. Do you say six years? Yeah. So six he, years. I don't know if I bought anything online six years ago. Yeah. So just think the last six years, this is massive change. Kate, you still go to this? I know you go to the store. Yes, I do. Do you buy? I like to get you, out of the house do you, and. Do you buy clothes online? Mm, not really. I like to go. Actually, I don't know. I do sometimes. I don't know. I don't really. What go do you buy online? I'd like to. What do you buy online? Um, dresses. I don't know. I thought you were going to say drugs. <laughs> drugs. Speaking of drugs, there was cocaine and coke. Until, <laughs> until 1903. Until 1903, wow. Coca-Cola. Hey, talk about marketing techniques. Wow. You make people, they talk about addictive viral marketing. Is it legal? Um, Back then? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, cocaine wasn't right? illegal. Yeah. No way. Zach is yeah, actually, right. Zach's big political lobby. He wants to... Go back to it's called the go back to before 1903. His party, the, the 1902 party. Yeah, my platform is there are some things that are good and some things that are bad, and I know what they are, so just listen to me. I thought it was gonna say, okay, <laughs> all right, that's his, that's not a very catchy. <laughs> that's that's not a I up. felt like you were, we can say something that. funny, and then you got oh, come stuck. On. Halfway. Oh. Oh. He goes, he goes, oh. Hey, even people that strike out seven out of 10 times make it to the Hall of Fame. So I'm not worried about taking a swing and missing. Okay. That's a very interesting story. Um, who is the winner? Ty. <laughs> <laughs> this is causing, isn't caffeine just as addictive as cocaine? No. I'm going to go with no. <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> I'm going to go if with you ask a, If you ask Side a brain scientist. not quite as bad. Cocaine basically <laughs> is something that passes the blood-brain barrier. So your brain has a protective shield around it. Most things don't cross the blood-brain barrier, and a few things do, and cocaine is one of them. And that's why cocaine makes people, uh, I think heroin does too, which is, makes it even more addictive. I just read the book, speaking of books, called Killing Pablo. It's the actual book by Mark, uh, what's his name? The guy who did Black Hawk Down, Mark Bowden. It's the actual story of Pablo freaking Escobar that they they made the show Narcos about it. And I'll tell you some takeaways. Talk about street smart. Um, Pablo Escobar was very street smart. At his peak, he was probably making, they don't know, but about $500 million cash a month. 
possibly a billion dollars a month. They had so he spent two thousand dollars a month on rubber bands for the cash. <laughs> One time he got cold when he was running from the police and he burned a million dollars in a fireplace for the night <laughs> to keep him and his wife warm. That's you know you have that's called <laughs> FU money. When you go, no, not five hundred billion per month, Antonio. No, <laughs> no, that would be the GDP of Colombia in one month. No, it was it was close to a over five hundred million dollars a month. But he made billions per year, but not five hundred billion. That's too much. I got to reset Instagram. But and uh, you, it'll be in a second. Just give it that me. question was asked about what's the biggest takeaway. And you went on to Freud, but then we... Oh, there we go. Thank you, Zach, for bringing it. So, let me go live back here. Here we go, Instagram. What's up, Instagram? Kate's back. We're talking about Pablo Escobar, cocaine, how much money he made, my favorite book title, and takeaway. So, the biggest... The best book ever written about, you know, like self-help books, people like self-help, people like Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, people like Who Moved My Cheese. What, what's your favorite? What's your Talk favorite? Me? Think and Grow Rich. No, uh-huh. Colin. My but you can go. Oh, Kate, sorry, what's yours? I didn't know. You're Kate, like, what's yours? You've been reading one. Tell them about it. Um, hmm, which I've been reading a few. I, the one I secret. Like to hop back and forth. The focus one is the one you like. Yeah, right now I'm I like that to... you go. I've been hopping back and forth. <laughs> well, my favorite is the book on focus. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really, I'm honestly trying to um, bump up my focus and attentiveness. So it's kind of ironic, honestly. But yeah. what's the name of it? It's called Focus. <laughs> oh, it's by uh, is it Daniel something? Who's that? I don't know. Danielson? No, not Danielson. Um, I'll remember the guy's name, but it's a famous book called Focus by a Scientist. What's your favorite self-help book before I give mine? Mm, a self-help book. Probably my favorite is The E-Myth Revisited, I think. Okay. That one was Michael like, Gerber. Yeah. He wrote like a, practical. He wrote a couple books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the one about systematizing your business. And yeah, yeah. Well, I, I knew a lot of small business owners um, growing up and, and at the time that I was reading it too, and it just so much of it made so much sense for the mindset towards... Right. Are you a practitioner? You go at things from a practitioner mindset or, you know, the more managerial mindset and looking at ways of systematizing what you're doing. You know, a lot of people start off what they're doing because they're good at it and actually being good at it almost holds them back because then they can't they can't give away control over what they're doing. Yep. Um, So kind of focusing on systematizing things, giving away control and focusing on the larger structure. Um, I just thought it was super practical. I think that's that's probably my favorite. I don't know if it's self-help. It's very businessy, you know? Yeah, it's a little more business than self-help. What's yours, Armin? Favorite improvement book that improves you as a human? Four-hour work week, probably. You like Tim Ferriss? Yeah. Yeah. That was a good book. Tim Ferriss is a smart guy. Zach, what's yours? Um, I'm going to go with the ancient text of Proverbs. Okay. The book of Proverbs. I'd say that's probably the best self-help book. That is a good one. He's talking about the Bible, of course. Yeah, you got to get wise. What wisdom, it says, is better than money. And that's probably true because wisdom creates money, you know? So Solomon was supposed to be the wisest man in the world and one of the wealthiest. Although I've always said he had, I think, a thousand wives. 
That's very wise. I don't know if that's too wise. <laughs> that sounds like a big headache. As long as they don't open their mouths and ask you how your day was. <laughs> a thousand times. A thousand why, times. Why have you been here for 999 nights? <laughs> they said, somebody said, wait, Zach's not in a costume? Jason Goldberg said, Mentor Box is a stellar idea. For all of you, uh, check out Mentor Box. It's a company I co-founded with a guy named Alex. It's like the Netflix of books. So if you go to tylopez.com slash book, no box slash box, it'll take you there. tylopez.com slash box. Can you make sure that works? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it does. Um, the book that I like is Civilization and Its Discontents by Sigmund Freud, which was written in the early 19 or early 1900s. And it's basically... Is this pre-cocaine or... This is during the cocaine years, <laughs> the Pablo Escobar, the Sigmund years. Freud, Sigmund, <laughs> unlikely business partners, Sigmund Freud and Pablo Escobar. Now that's a miniseries. That would be good. <laughs> I'd watch it. You're, that's too far from you, Zach, the mic. Um, what? So Sigmund Freud basically says there's eight things that make people happy and none of them in and of themselves will make you happy. You know how they say, people say love is all you need to be happy. He, he disputes that. Mm, that's not right. <clears throat> but he does say love is the most powerful of all of them. The, more, the thing that will make you the happiest as a human, without a doubt, is falling in love. What will make you the least happy, and this is why he said it's not the best. He goes, in fact, I'll read you. It's my, one of my favorite quotes. And he talks about um, the problem with love. He said, if love, um, he said, if there was no downside to love, it's by far the best way. Like he's talking about romantic love too, by the way. So the number one way that humans get elated. Now, drugs are relatively powerful, but let's take drugs out of it because that's an artificial high. Um, here we go. He says, it's a very smart book, a small book. You really only need to read the second or third chapter. Um, yeah, chapter two. It's about 20 pages. So he says... <clears throat> on page, this is my iBooks, page 30. Perhaps it really comes nearer to this goal than any other method, the goal of being happy. He said, I'm speaking, of course, of that way of life, which makes love the center of all things and anticipates all happiness from loving and being loved. This attitude is familiar enough to all of us. One of the forms in which love manifests itself, sexual love, gives us our most intense experience of an overwhelming pleasurable sensation and so furnishes a prototype for our strivings after happiness. He basically says sex is a prototype that to understand love because if you think about sex, you're not continually having an orgasm, right? So you have it and then you strive for it again. And he says, the weeks, he goes, what is more natural than we should persist in seeking happiness along the path by which we first encountered it? So he said, your first moments in life where you feel happy is like where your mom hugs you or you're, you know, you're part of your family. That's love. And that's with, with people, right? And so he says, that's something we continue to pursue throughout life. But he goes, the weak side of this way of living, going after romantic love, is clearly evident. And were it not for this, no human being would have ever thought of abandoning this path to happiness in favor of any other. So he said, if it didn't have a weakness, love would be the best way. But he says, we are never so defenseless against suffering as when we love, never so forlornly unhappy 
as when we have lost our love object or its love. If anybody here goes on a brain scanner, when you break up with somebody, the num- the parts of your brain that are the pain centers that will be activated when you are in love or having your heart broken, I should say, they're the same ones that are like when you break your arm. It's interesting. <laughs> it's like the same. It's like your brain. Go- That's why some people. If you see people like, let's say they're super in love with somebody and the other person doesn't love you back. That's the number one pain is when you love somebody, they like you for a while and they just look you in the eyes and go, nah, not interested. Like, dude, I, the first girl I ever dated, that's, that's the only girl that's ever made me cry. And that's, a, that's exactly what she said. Her name was Alexandra. She just, I had bought a new car and I was like, come see it. And she sat down and she goes, I'm in love with my roommate, Jimmy. I was like, What? And that was, and I, was, I was sad and that was the most sad. So the, so what I love about this book, going back to the original question is remember this, and this is principle number, what number are we on? 12. Oh wait. We're on 11. Yeah. 11. Number 11. Almost everything you've heard about life is wrong. So this book will prove that like everything you hear about the subject of being happy is BS. Trust me, even almost every book. I mean, I know some of the great, great books on happiness. There's a book, a guy named Martin Seligman is a very famous scientist at the university. I think of Pennsylvania. He's probably, uh, there's another guy named Jonathan Haidt. I've read all those guys books. In fact, Jonathan Haidt, I've talked to about this and I was like, I didn't want to offend anybody, but I'm like, but Sigmund Freud's Five pages on happiness is still better than anything scientists have written ever in anything I've ever read. And it's because Sigma, maybe it was the, maybe it was the cocaine. He's just like very, (laughs) no, he's very blunt. He doesn't, because a lot of advice you hear is, is, um, you know, BS and overly optimistic. And in your brain, in the back of your mind, you know, you want to believe it, but you know, it's probably BS. Almost everything that you listen to in life. So yeah. Okay. What'd you say? Almost everything you've heard about what? Almost everything you've heard in life is wrong. So one of, okay, this will be principle number 12. If you want to make more money, if you want to be happier, all these things, if you want to make more money on social media, I talked about a few things already being more curious, blah, blah, blah. But one of the other things that you have to do is you have to seek out, and in my 67 Steps program, which I actually have closed right now, I had it open for a few years, and about 150,000 people went through this online program that I built called the 67 Steps. It's interesting. It's like bigger than a university. More people have gone through that program online than most universities. Not Harvard, but in these schools, most schools have five, 10,000 students, you know, in 30 years, I went in one year or two years more than these schools have in 30 years. So I got to see a large sample size of what people's results were. And it was very, it was very powerful for people. And one of the principles in there is go straight to the top. So write that down. That's number 12, go straight to the top. Whenever you're trying to learn something, we were even talking, Colin and I were talking today about how the techniques to grow your podcast And we were talking about top podcasters, but I was like, you know what? Why even look at podcasters? There's people, the biggest audience are radio people. You know, the biggest, so you don't really want to learn from other podcasters because you can just apply 
what works on radio is definitely going to work on podcasts for the most part, 90% of it. And the biggest, Francisco said, the 67 Steps was the best program I ever bought. Cool. Um, so Sigmund Freud is a giant of thought. And one of the things people do wrong with reading, and it's very easy to do, I call it shiny object syndrome. If you go to Barnes & Noble or you go to Amazon, the first books that come up on the on the page on Amazon, on the homepage, or that are right there by the front door at Barnes & Noble, those are not the books you want to buy. Trust me. They're trying to sell you something that's new because most people fall for the trap of thinking that new is good. But Freud's still smarter than all these guys. And he didn't have the benefit of modern science. I'm telling you, if you read Sigmund Freud, you will realize this man is a genius of (laughs) epic proportion. Someone said Pablo Escobar is sitting at the end of the table. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, that is the best. <laughs> that is the best. You Freaking do. Comment. I never thought of that before. <laughs> oh, my God. Sam, we were talking about Pablo Escobar, and someone just said, Ty, you got Pablo Escobar sitting at the end. Do you get that sometimes, Sam? <laughs> Sam, 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 Sam. We had a special guest star on our podcast. I'm going to put special guest on my podcast, Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar's favorite technique for people who did him wrong was to hang them upside down, drop them a few times, and then set them on fire. So he was a nice guy. What was the point of dropping them a few times? Pain. Torture. Pain. They would yeah. skin people alive. You know, he Ooh, wanted pe- he wanted hurt. people to know that he was serious. So one time... He couldn't just say, hey guys, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, guys. Yeah, that doesn't work in the I mobster world. Right. He declares everything. He wears a shirt that says, I mean business. Send out an email and tell them I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had a guy who stole... Uh, one of his, like, butlers stole from him. And there were, it was a big party. Imagine being at this party. It's like a child. I don't know if it was one of his children's birthday party, but there's everybody there. He took the guy, had him tied hand, hand you know, tied up feet, legs, uh, hands, put him right at the end of the pool. And Pablo goes, everybody, stop. <laughs> Everyone turned around and he just kicked the guy in the back. The guy fell in the pool, but his hands were tied. And the guy just slowly went to the bottom and drowned. No and one saved him? Nope. <laughs> And this was yeah. a little kid's what birthday party? This oh. was just a party. Imagine. I need to spice up my parties more. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we should stage that at the next one. Let's we'll put not like stage a little breathing that. Something goes thing. wrong. No. You don't want, yeah, do you want to be the one that. under? We'll throw you in the pool I'll with a breathing act. Look, okay. Zach's so real. It looks like <laughs> he's into it. <laughs> Zach, as he falls in the pool, he yells, ah, and it falls out of his mouth. <laughs> 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 my breathing out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pablo Escobar. Should I want the safety button though, just in case? Yeah. I well, I would swim back up. I mean, I would walk to the shallow man. I was going to say, how deep was this? I wouldn't pool. commit exactly. <laughs> I would, yeah, I wouldn't commit to just. <laughs> Whose phone is that? Oh, that's my. Something said, "Damn, Zach, taking no chances." Would you consider books as mentors, Ty? Yes, I would. They're a form. They're not a perfect one. Alejandro Blanco says, Ty, you talk about how much money you have and make. Well, show us proof, release 
Your tax returns. <laughs> Alejandro, first of all, I ain't running for president, so I don't have to disclose. Second of all, I never say I have all this money. People are people have all these theories. If you Google, it's like Ty Lopez net worth. There's all these websites. I've seen three million dollars. I think it's a seven million. I've seen oh, it's up to seven. I've seen one that says a hundred million dollars. Seven million. That's pretty good. Yeah, but that's just a website. You can just make a website. People make up. No, seven million is not the right number. Three million is not the right number. More like two, maybe. You think? I think so. I think Ten it's like 2. billion dollars. Why do you think that? I, I, I'm, wait, we got to stop for a second, Kate. Why? How can you possibly have come up with yeah. what you think my net worth is? How'd you do the math <laughs> on this one? Yeah, internet. It just shows you the internet. I'm just kidding. Guys. No, it, it's, it's... I'm playing along. People. Um, but it's good if a woman that's around you thinks your net worth is low, always go with it. That's very important. If a girl's like, Zach, I've been out with you, been going out with you for a year, and I just Googled you, and you have no money, that's a good sign. Because that means she ain't with you for the money. So you should always make a website about yourself and say your net worth is $3,000. I put it in my Wikipedia yeah, page. I wish my net worth was <laughs> Kate's trying to get hers up to $3,000. Yeah. Kate, you got more than 3000 Somebody said she sounds kind. I am kind. Thank you. Well, I don't want to agree to that because that's not very kind, I don't think. Why? Mm. You could be kind. Not unkind. <laughs> Zach's <laughs> face. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't follow that. It's not very kind. I don't know. I don't think acknowledge your kind. You're not supposed to. That's like, not, I don't think that's like uh, arrogant. Well, I don't wanna, yeah, I don't want to sound arrogant. That's what. You're a lover of truth, and the truth is you're kind. I'm you a truth lover. It. I think a kind person would embrace that. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I'm kind. Thank or you. they would say, that's so kind of you to Somebody say Somebody said 5.7 million. <laughs> Oh, there's so they many websites. It. That's it. That's Ty has coin. Don't worry, Max says. Okay. Ty has coin. Ty, so I got coin. Know. What's People my favorite one? No, it's favorite color. My favorite color? Is it like dark blue? Blue. blue. Yeah, it's like a dark. That Rolls Royce I got. That's blue. the best color. That dark blue. It's called um, not ambrosia. It's something like that. It's a rare color. That car I have. I, in fact, I think it's the only one in America. The only Rolls Royce with that color. Not 100 percent sure, but it's definitely. We'll go with that. The guy next to Zach looks like George Lopez. Come on now. <laughs> what? Have you gotten that before? No. Well, no, I don't think you so. Do, wait, wait, wait. Pull up, Kate. Pull up George Lopez. Somebody said I look like the guy from Trailer Park Boys or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. No, the Pablo Escobar is one of the greatest things anyone's ever said. By far. That was accurate. <laughs> George Lopez? I don't know about that. Yeah, that's... No way, it. Jose. I've not seen it. You guys see anyone in me? Kate always wants to be somebody. She's like, what about me? What about me? Don't leave um, me out, guys. Holly Berry. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can see it. too white right to be her. Right no, you do not look like... Maybe a white, young George Lopez. Oh, you... Wait a sec. You look a little <laughs> bit like George Lopez. There is... Yeah, there's... What? <laughs> but that's an old-looking version. I don't know. I'm, I'm not Let seeing it. Let me look it. up young George I'm Lopez. not that dark, really kind of ghostly white all right we'll keep this podcast going here colin we've <laughs> kind of got we've kind of gotten uh got all right Stop. i'm, I'm cutting all this out <laughs> no don't. keep this people like kate's I'm, giggle i'm editing it down mostly to me so we're gonna have a, it'll be a, three, have a two minute podcast two minute, here i'll make colin. it to the end 
Ty liked <laughs> me so much, it was all about me. Ty's entire podcast <laughs> is now asking me a question. I'm in San Diego. Oh, uh, sorry. I, I was listening <laughs> to a voice memo. Okay, let's go back to... What number are we on? 13 or 12. So let's talk about making money with social media. We're talking about psychology, curiosity. We're talking about using Twitter trends, which is super good using Google trends. Um, Another practical way to make money with social. And I was talking about how you can make any, you don't need a huge following to make money on Instagram, even with 10,000 followers, which is totally doable for anybody watching or listening. Um, You could probably make if you were good, you could probably easily make $2,500 a month from your own social media following, specifically if the followers were around a niche. So one of the things that you got to do is pick one, because if you try to have followers at 10,000 followers and they're not united in what they're following you for, you know, then it's hard to make money. So if some of them are following you and they don't know why they're following you and some of them are following you and they're 15 and some are 50, become a homogenous group of social media followers is much more powerful. So in your bio... Are you showing the Pablo Escobar? <laughs> are you trying to send it to me? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Sam, we got to put that picture up. Are you Please sure? make that your WhatsApp. Yeah. Please make that your WhatsApp. That's crazy. <laughs> Wow. Kate would make a great Laura Croft, someone said. Maybe. Uh, okay. I don't know. I feel like she now, can. here's a number. Number 13, how to make money, more money in your life Some so, from social media or not. Win the lottery. Somebody just won two days ago <laughs> 700, roughly $750 million. I think the one-time payout, if she takes it all as one, is $400 million. I think the lottery is bad luck, though. <clears throat> well, the odds were one in 250 million that you would win. So my friend said, well, damn, you just buy 250 million tickets for a dollar each. Yeah. But he forgot one thing. People put the same number down. So there's mm. sometimes there's you could literally buy 250 million tickets and not win. It's not exactly like that. It's a nasty game <laughs> to win. But question for you. Would you take... 750 million paid over time or 400 million up front? Depends how old you are. 400 Would up you? Front. You right now, okay? Over time, for sure. You would? Mm-hmm. What? Look it up. Look up how much what, Armin, look it up. How much was it if you took the payout? I think it was 432. You know, one of the most Googled things in the world is guess what? Lottery. It's amazing how many people want to make, make money by doing nothing. So this is point number 14, why I bring up the lottery. Or 13. 13. No, I already did 13. Yeah, the lottery. I write it. Okay. So the point number 13 is the good news for you, wanting to make money with social media or otherwise, is most people are not going to work for it. They're going to just try to rely on luck. So just the fact that you're trying to do something gives you a competitive edge. Isn't that crazy? Like literally, when Warren Buffett and came out of college, he thought it would be hard to be an investor. He said, because there'd be so many smart people out there. And he said his biggest surprise after years and years is like, wait, where's all the good people? It's not like the lottery, which is luck. And you're competing with the whole world. When you make the decision to take action, some of you, I've been talking about my social media marketing agency. That's I'm doing a special thing till this Thursday. If you get in where I'll be guiding you personally through a live call 
two hour live call plus you get four months worth of videos teaching you step by step how to build a social media marketing agency how to get small businesses around you to pay you one to ten grand a month so far the top student the most exceptional student in the whole program is making a hundred and fifteen thousand dollars a month and he's uh 22 now and then i think number two is a guy named jose he's making about sixty five thousand a month he does social media for political parties in south america he's always like sending me pictures cool ones what does the top guy do social media marketing agency and he works with doctors primarily Mm -hmm. with doctors and he shows he helps doctors grow their businesses by doing their instagram making brand videos all these things i taught him it actually he was like he, he got in the first day i opened it eight months ago so these people are getting these results without actually being with not no live calls from me guiding them. If you want all that they have plus this live call, you got a week. So go to tylopez.com slash social media. You got to go to that special link or else you won't get the live call. tylopez.com slash social media. But whether it's you making money in social media or anything, I'm telling you the power of just starting something is very underestimated. In fact, most of the people that you'll be around in life, they will die with 100 things they never did. Literally, 100 things. So you want to keep the list of things. One of the good rules is try everything once. Somebody wrote me uh, on my Twitter. I retweeted it, and he said, by the way, Daniel just said, time in your SMMA course, it's amazing. What do you think of social, uh, uh, of credit unions as a niche? Going to banks doing their social media, for sure. Any niche like that's great. But <clears throat> going back to what I was saying before, um, I'll try anything once. Somebody said to me, yo, Ty, should I do Amazon drop shipping? Should I do social media? Should I do? And I'm like, you need to go through life with a very short checklist of things you haven't done. At least once, that's the key thing. At least, you don't have to do them twice. Some people go go their whole life going, what if I had learned salsa dancing? What if I had, you know, dropped out of college? What if I had gone to college? Do both. Go to college and drop out of college and then figure out which one got you the results that you liked. That's literally something to do. You know, it, people are always, that's one of the most common, if you look at the common thread of questions that I get asked, it's generally something like this or that. Ty, should I... Social media, somebody just asked me, should I do it for banks or credit unions? Should I do it for this? And my answer is, I'll do almost anything once, but a lot of things I don't do twice. You know, so I look out there. If I had to start all over again, I would just become a machine of experimentation. I w- In fact, I'm launching a company, or I just, I already launched it out of San Francisco, and the whole business model of this company it's an incubator and what me and my business partner alex do is we just there's a full-time team just testing ideas like right now we're working on supplements so i'm testing every supplement idea we're testing brain pill muscle builder pill sleep pill focus pill cocaine pill for zach (laughs) no no (laughs) not cocaine pill uh, we're bringing, we're bringing back the 1902 <laughs> Coca-Cola. Well, that's what we're going to call it. 1902 <laughs> Coca-Cola. Um, so 
yeah, you know, get older with a very short list. That's, I guess, what I'm trying to say to you. So that was principle number 14. 14. Mm -hmm. Go to your grave with the list of what you consider doing very short. You know, so people go, should you do network marketing, Ty? I'm like, everybody should do network marketing once. I did it once. I can't remember which one I did. I think it was, it wasn't Herbal Life. Somebody talked me into doing one of those MLM things. And I did it once and it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that good. It was just neutral. So I'm like, okay. So now when people come to me and go, Ty, what do you think of this? I've done real estate investing. It worked out decently. So I keep doing it. You know, I've launched social media businesses, worked out well, kept doing it. And it's important that you have a double list. You have to have a list of no's and yeses. Someone says, does Ty support Black Lives Matter? That is a very off subject question. He's saying you're still in it, Andy. Yeah, you're. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Zach's he brother is looming in, in the background. <laughs> uh, honestly, Black Lives Matter, I don't know. I hardly know anything about it. Um, so the principle that people's lives matter, I will go for. I don't know much about it. But um, somebody said handsomeness matters. Zach, you have a fan, I think. Denise. Zach, don't look that creepy. <laughs> Zach had He's a fan. Like memorizing the name, the at names. So can add her later. Okay, let's talk about. I'm gonna speed. I've got questions for you guys. Let's go here to. We talked about Google Trends. I want to go to Entrepreneur Magazine, and I want to talk about. I there's an app, Entrepreneur Magazine. I'm not paid to mention this, but I'm a paid person. I, to uh, their app, Entrepreneur App. So this is something interesting. I remember I told you about Curiosity. When you go into their app, it says powered by M-A-Z. Powered by Maz. So I got to figure out what that is. I don't know. It sounds like it's a company that consolidates ideas for people. All right. So the current article that I was interested in on Entrepreneur. <clears throat> Hold on, let me find it. All right. It's called Why I Turned Down Millions of Dollars and Dismantled My Company by Matt Simaglia. Okay, so this guy had a company that was making millions of dollars. Here's my general question for you. If you were making $1 million a year profit right now and you realize you did not like the business anymore, you didn't even maybe you thought it was unethical. What's just some major problem with it? Would you have the guts to shut it down very quickly? $1 million. You're getting $80,000 a month. Kate, be wow. honest. Oh, this is also an honesty test. It was unethical. unethical. But not horrible. Like Apple. Some people say Apple's unethical because well, child labor, people are going blind putting together your iPhone. The reason your iPhone is under a thousand bucks, even though I saw the new one is going to be over a thousand bucks, but it's not 10 grand is because you got labor putting that together at some level. So a lot of business is exploitative. If you really go deep down, well, I would compensate and 
give money to charity. Give some money away, <laughs> make myself feel a little better. So you, how much you give like a hundred grand away, make I a would, million a month? I would try, right. strive to give away ten percent. I think that's important to. God, you're greedy. <laughs> that is greedy. You're gonna keep nine hundred thousand dollars for yourself? Well. I'm just kidding. I don't really. Don't listen to I that. I think the 10% rule is just very important. I'm, if I had all that much money, though, I'd probably give away more. I just honestly can't even fathom that amount. But uh, Colin, would you shut the business down? You've got a consulting business. You do podcast consulting. But no, I wouldn't Where, what's your that. website? Castmedia.com with a K. Cast Media, if you want yeah. to check out. It's a good guy. Check it out. Now, if Cast Media, <laughs> you just realized you hated podcasts. Okay. How would you deal with it? And you're, let's say you were making $1 million a year. Would you shut it down? So, so in this hypothetical situation, it's not immoral. I'm just not into it anymore. Yeah, let's take that. We did the All immoral right. one with Kate. All right. And, and she's like, ah, I'll just give, I'll yeah, just pay a tithe to God. <laughs> <laughs> take care of the conscious that Take way. the blood money. Yeah. yeah. So well, I can I, sleep. That's me. <laughs> Um, I would definitely, um, it would matter how much I had stashed away. Right. And I would keep it going until I had, I don't know, uh, if it was 80, I, w- I would keep it going for a solid three months and then I'd shut it down because that's enough to, uh, so get once you had awesome 250 grand saved up. Yep. 80 because grand I think 250 is enough to get back to that million a year, uh, within a year's time. But just to play devil's advocate, if you stay with it for three months, why not stay with it for 12 months? And then you'd have a million because it's your because it's not about the money it's about the potential of the money so but that is about that level that's about that range of investment where i feel like i could get back to that level with something i liked quickly so that's the investment i would need if if i looked at the market and i was like you know what like this area that i want to go into i'm going to need more money well maybe i would stick it out a little longer you go a little bit longer pablo escobar by the <laughs> way he never Really wanted to be a drug lord. Like later on, he tried to pretend. You know, he he became a congressman. Yeah, yeah. But he also he he literally went. He you should read the book Killing Pablo. Don't just see the narcos thing. Um, the the show's good, but you should really read the book. And he would go through and get all his records of criminal stuff and get them burned and stuff like that. In fact, one of the biggest things in Colombian history people don't realize is their main government office got raided by um you could call them terrorists you could call them freedom fighters whatever and the colombian special forces went in and they did not do a good job 100 people that were innocent hostages got killed so the two but oh which reminds me adrian a movie that needs to be made i always by the way i got we have a friend that I've given some ideas for movies from books in history. One of the, the other big raid like that, besides the Colombian one that went bad, have you ever read about the raid in Russia where these, I think it was Chechen terrorists took like 200 people captive in a building and then dude, Stalin and those, I'm not Stalin, Putin. He was just like, go get them out. And they just went and blazed like, uh, you know, America if like three people die from a hostage situation, it's like a failure. <laughs> Some countries don't consider lives so valuable. Like in Colombia, 100 people were shot for them. I'm like, how many people did they free? There was only like 150 people. They're like, all right, Man. one way to free is kill you all. But um, anyway, I don't know why I was saying that. But <laughs> it's an interesting little note here about ethics. Armin, would you shut the business down? 
So I'm assuming I liked it at one point, right? You did, but you don't anymore. And so it's clearly kind of, something's broken. And it's kind of shady. No, no. Wait. Whoa. Wait. That, that wasn't a Would you thing. shut Apple down? Uh, so yeah, would you shut Apple down because you think that they're doing child labor? Would you stop even if it made... It. Really? <laughs> okay. Um, I'd find a way around it. There's got to be a way around it. So you'll make a little less money, but there's got to be an ethical way to do it. But you have shareholders. So if you, have, if you own Apple... You gave me the hard the, problem. And you're the CEO and you say, we're going to make a little less profit. Now, guess what happens to CEOs that make a little less profit? <laughs> the board, you get voted I mean, off. Yeah, if you're the a board, CEO, you don't really have that much power. Exactly. The shareholders do. Which is face. my, you know how, have you ever heard people say like corporations are bad and stuff like that? Like what was Occupy Wall Street? The only problem I had with that group of people is they hadn't really thought it through. Because most of those people own 401ks and IRAs, and most of those money people had money in the bank. And when you do that, that money gets put in corporations. So basically, the people that say they hate corporations, most of them were actively making money from them. Anyway, Zach, what would you do? Uh, I'd keep it going because the fact of the matter is, on this planet somebody has to be that six-year-old girl assembling the phone <laughs> kids need and jobs i don't want too. it to be me <laughs> kids need jobs. somebody's gonna have kids to need <laughs> jobs too that's a call that's said. a very kind way to look at it kate uh, no, that's what he said. oh that's what colin said all Did right I no i said that <laughs> I, was gonna say, I don't Sorry. think i said that <laughs> he's like oh, i don't think i said that. i'll take it though someone said ed sheeran <laughs> that's right yeah yeah that's me <laughs> and i get george lopez okay Let's see how it is <laughs> Uh, I still don't get mine yet. Okay. I was gonna say. We're going to get to 19 principles. We're on 15. We're on 15. So let's talk about a book that I read that is very interesting. I'll, I'm going to, I, I read the actual book. It's called Execution. And it's not about killing people. It's not a Pablo Escobar. It's about how to do stuff. And what do you think? Let, let me just ask you a quick survey of just the people watching live. What's the biggest problem in people's lives? Is it not having good ideas or not doing the ideas that they already know they should do? <laughs> Thank you, Zach. What do we have? Somebody said not doing procrastination, not doing. So does everybody here think they have great ideas, but they just procrastinate? What is everybody's reason? Honesty, what's the reason we're serving 10,000 people, 20,000 people watching live right now? What is the reason you're not, let's say, making a million dollars? Is it because you don't know the idea that would make you a million dollars? Or you don't know how to execute on that idea? Someone said fear of failure. Someone said they don't have money to start. Someone said I'm only 14. <laughs> Yeah, but Bill Gates started at 12. I'm scared of losing all my green. I don't have an idea. Both. Someone said excuses. Not necessarily great ideas. Everyone has the same opportunity. So it looks like execution is one of the biggest problems. Although it's interesting. Startup money is a big one. You can start almost any business for under 100 bucks, in my experience. Name one business. I can tell you how to start it for under $100. At least get the idea rolling. Get um, some momentum. Fitness. Oh, that one's easy. Fitness clothing. Fitness clothing? 
or anything. well just remember you can drop ship and sell other people's clothing nasty gal was a huge brand still is i think it's bankrupt now but that's for other reasons that's for actually execution reasons the brand's strong and um basically they didn't sell their own clothes so you could be a reseller where you drop ship that doesn't cost you any money you get the sale first so you get the money someone buys a shirt for a hundred bucks then you take that hundred dollars you get from them and you buy a shirt and ship it to them for 40 bucks so then you pocket the 60 dollar money what else video game industry you could become a video game blogger for under 100 bucks. You can form a YouTube channel. You can make a YouTube channel. PewDiePie is making 7 million bucks a year, basically, primarily around video game goofy, oops, video game videos. Rap game. Definitely don't need more than 100 bucks to start rapping. Mm -hmm. Now, with modern sound equipment, you can either record your first, you know, an iPhone's got good quality stuff. Obviously, it won't get you a Grammy, but you can get started. So, Bitcoin. You can become a Bitcoin consultant. You could write a blog about Bitcoin, get people reading your blog, and you could do a Bitcoin conference where you sell tickets. You get three speakers that are experts on Bitcoin in your area. You charge people 100 bucks. 100 people show up. You know, you make $10,000. And you pay the speakers a thousand bucks or less. A lot of times speakers will do it for free, especially in something like Bitcoin. And then you pay the hotel a thousand bucks. So you got nine grand. Reddit advertising. Is it real? Don't know it's that It's real. One. Yeah? Oh, yeah. You Do you advertise on Reddit? Yeah, it's pretty good. Breaking, Breaking news. Cost per click. Breaking NBA news. Isaiah Thomas hip injury. Reportedly could void the trade. What? Dun, dun, dun. Uh -huh. For all you sports fans, there's big controversy because Kyrie Irving was traded to the Celtics for Jay Crowder and Isaiah Thomas. Uh -oh. I want Kyrie to come to Los Angeles. Maybe we can get him. We should trade. Who would we trade? DeAndre Jordan? Griffin. Oh, you're talking about the Clippers. Blake Griffin for Kyrie. Who would you rather have, Isaiah Thomas or Blake Griffin? What about if you're the Lakers? The can anybody trade him? Or would you uh, ship anybody from the Lakers? Everybody's untouchable. No, I would trade anybody on the Lakers for Kyrie. Lonzo Ball? Yeah. No. Bird in the hand's better than two in the bush, if you know what that saying is. Meaning a proven player is always more valuable than a not proven player. Someone said, that chick is fine. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about you again, Sam. Oh, Sam's gone. Where does Sam go? He, Sam has a cocaine deal. <laughs> he's a dude, he's a on a small plane to Columbia. <laughs> you know Pablo Escobar had his own submarine. Really? That was kind of cool. Would you like, what would you do with your own submarine? Would you actually use it? I feel like a small submarine is not something I'm ever going to go in. If you ever get nuked, get in the submarine. Does the water? I mean, before, does does water? Before that. Yeah. First, if you wait till after you and you're underneath the ocean. I think you're good. I you guess safe? radioactivity. Can radioactivity penetrate through water? Hmm. Oh, Siri. It probably can, right? <laughs> Zach is trying to Siri yeah, this. Siri, can radioactivity. Don't they claim that the fish in the Pacific Ocean has some Yeah, over time. Yeah, from the... the so uh, then I guess it water. can. The nuclear Fu Fuyushima or whatever. The sweet water? What? 
I think that um, <laughs> the problem is when you're with a in a submarine, you got to come up for air. But I bet you the cleanest air in the world that I've ever been around is go in the middle of the ocean. There is no pollution out there. Or you go far up north. There, well, I shouldn't say there's no. There's a lot less. There's a lot less. Even if you go to the ocean, man, always, the closer you get to the beach, the purer the air. Here in L.A., you go out and like, you go on East L.A., it's nasty, you know. But, it says gamma rays travel like any other electromagnetic wave, cutting fairly straight line through the world. They can move through a vacuum, through air, or water. They can also cut through light elements like aluminum or most metals. Okay. Oh. So basically, we're all screwed if there's a nuclear, if there's <laughs> nuclear there's gonna escape as it turns lead, out. Lead cuts down on it, but it doesn't stop it. Okay. All right. So let's a keep bunker talking. bunker is no good then? A nuclear bunker is not going to help you. Yeah, no. Nuclear bunkers are built with special fortification. Okay, a little quiz. There is a slight chance there will be a nuclear event in some major country in the next few years or in the next few decades, I should say. I think Warren Buffett, who owns an insurance company, Geico and a reinsurance company, he says by the year 2050, he's sure they are sure they're betting on it that there'll be a nuclear bomb exploded in the United States. So that's the next 32 years. Oh, in the U.S.? Just in the U.S., because he most of his insurance deals are in the U.S. So my question to you is, do you think there's any downside of building a nuclear fallout shelter in your house or near your house? Colin, would you do it? How much does it cost? Does it work? <laughs> For sure it works? Yeah, well, there's some it's better than being melted. <laughs> Can you so give me how you is better than this. I was going to say, can you give me Warren Buffett's percentage again? What was that percentage? By 2050, it yeah. says it's a hundred percent chance. Oh, well, uh, I guess, I guess, uh, dang, how much does it cost again? You probably can build them for a few grand. Oh yeah, absolutely. You would, I'm going to do that. I'm ordering it on my phone right now. You're doing one? <laughs> yeah. Amazon. Yeah. Amazon. I guarantee, look on Amazon. I bet you they have a fallout shelter. <laughs> And you know, it's funny, people forget history. If you, um, you know, JFK, I just read this book about JFK and people don't realize how close the United States was a few times to nuclear fallout. In fact, at one point in Russia, this is the craziest story. This was in the, during the cold war, whatever, 30 years ago or something. One of the, the Russian military bases in Siberia Said they went on high alert and they said that America has launched nuclear missiles at us because their radar was showing a nu- uh, a, a missile coming at them over over Siberia, and so the general that was there in the command center, the Russian general, he was like, "Wait, let's just wait a second. And they had like under two minutes to launch before the American hit. And he was like, literally, they had turned the keys and all that. All he had to do was push it. And it turned out it was a weather balloon that had oh, gotten out. Man. And that, so that's one time. If you think this is so far-fetched that America or another country could have nuclear holocaust, look what happened in Europe right now. Europe, you've had what? Now you got Barcelona. So France has been attacked by terrorism. England was attacked. Now Spain again. They had before, they had that train incident. Now in Barcelona, which is a beautiful city I've been to. They had that disaster. And then you have uh, uh, obviously 9-11. 
I almost said nine one one. My hat, my head says. But um, so the question is, and this goes back to this concept of execution. If we know, Colin, that it's not a bad idea to be able to protect your uh, your family with a fallout center or a fallout shelter, why don't we do it? Like, what is it in humans that makes us procrastinate so much? Yeah. Hmm. I don't think I don't think anyone in their mind thinks it's that hundred percent, you know? Nobody like nobody thinks it's actually a hundred percent. I did look them up. The cheapest one that I feel comfortable with <laughs> you already get filled is about fifty seven hundred dollars. Really? Why yeah. are you comfortable and with that? On Amazon. Amazon doesn't have it. Well, actually I Googled it and I did get an Amazon link show up. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. I just so got books like how to prepare. Yeah, I got the books too. But then I switched from the app and I, I Googled it. Ah. Uh, and I found this I found this one for fifty seven hundred. Not sure how large it is, but I don't think anyone really thinks it's a hundred percent. Okay. Well, one of the re- one of the things in this book, you should read this book. It's called Execution by uh, Larry Bossidy. That's a very interesting name. Not Cassidy, Bossidy. You out? Bossidy. And Ram Charon. These are famous guys. And it's called Execution. So I thought I would. So it's the discipline of getting things done. So this would apply to anything. This would apply to. How do you get it done to build a bomb shelter? How do you get it done to launch your own business? How do you get it done to make money with social media? How do you get out of bed and work out every day and not procrastinate? And here's what he says. This is pretty interesting. He says there's two things, basically, that we all have to know, right? Let me pull it up here. All right. So here is what he says are the building blocks of a leader. So at some level, whether it's a family or just you being the leader of your own life, you have to be a leader. So know your people and your business, number one. Number two, insist on realism. Number three, set clear goals and priorities. Four, follow through. Five, reward the doers. Six, expand people's capabilities. Seven, know yourself. So this is an interesting, um, you know, you, you see this twice, know yourself and know your people. But I think that most of us are dishonest with ourselves at some point. And that's what I was talking about at the very beginning where I was talking about the optimism that people have and the over-optimism. And so um, if you, for example, know that you're a very fearful person, because a lot of people are fearful but yet you still try to go do something on your own, I feel like you're setting yourself up for failure. Because if you know you're a fearful person, the best advice that I can give you is become a business partner with somebody who's like the opposite of you, like a little bit crazy and has low fear, okay? Because you can do both and be successful, meaning you can be fearful and be successful. There's some people famous for being paranoid And then there's some people that are just like, you know, I never was afraid the day in my life of doing a business or trying something new. But what you have to do is merge those two people into one group. And that's why I'm so big on business partners. For the most part, to make money, you have to um, you have to have a business partner most of the time. 
there's exceptions to the rule. I've done some businesses on my own. Some billionaires did it on their own, but a lot of business partners. I mean, Bill, if you look at the Forbes list, Bill Gates, number one, he had Paul Allen. And then when Paul Allen got cancer at age 30 and retired, you had um, Steve Ballmer came in as the replacement. And then number two, richest man in the world is Warren Buffett. Well, he's been business partners for almost 60 years with Charlie Munger. Okay. And you can just keep going through the list there. Like I said, there's some exceptions to the rule, but look at the guys who started Google, Larry, Larry and, and Sergey. And you know, the Uber guy, even, uh, Travis, the guy who's in the news a lot right now, who started Uber, which is now worth $70 billion, the app, the car app, you know, he, he had some co-founders. They're just not in the news that much. So one of the things that I recommend, I guess this will be number 16 on today's podcast. Number 16 is partner on your weaknesses. Again, examine. Remember I talked earlier, you got to ask yourself why five times. So you ask yourself why. Why do I not go to the gym? Or why am I not reading? Or why am I not starting this business that I think is such a good idea. And usually you'll find an underlying symptom. So I've seen it be in myself. Sometimes it's fear. Sometimes it's too many things on my plate. Like some people juggle too much, right? Sometimes it's over optimism. So some people, for example, aren't going to build a nuclear shelter because they're overly optimistic that the world's always perfect. And, oh, that's not going to happen. You know, number four, Another reason is people are overly pessimistic. I can't tell you how it amazes me how many people still go, Ty, uh, is the, is your social media marketing program a scam? I'm like, well, I understand the first week it came out, people are like, it's new, and they're like, what is this? But you know, now we've had 25,000 people go in it. We've had immense amounts of success stories. Just <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> thank you, Adrian. <laughs> And people are still skeptical. That's an overly pessimistic person. So if you were, because of your life experience, your parents, your mom, you're a cynic, you should business partner up with somebody who is an optimist and you'll balance each other out. And that happens a lot. Warren Buffett is an optimist and Charlie Munger is a pessimist. He always sees the bad. Warren Buffett always sees the good. And guess what? They've launched 75 businesses and they've never lost money. You know, that's a good track record or they've never lost, you know, I mean, they've never really lost money, maybe here and there, but they've, their company now makes $200 billion a year. That's a good number. They're making about $15 uh, billion a month. Not bad. They make about 500 million bucks a day. Sounds good to me. 500 million a day. (laughs) How would you like, I mean, their businesses, they own. 100% or partial holdings in a lot of companies like Coca-Cola, Dairy Queen, Amex, Bank of America. So yeah, those combined. Nathan Montoya goes, that's an outrageous number. Yes, it is. Correct. They, those dudes know how to make money and, but yet they still need to partner up. And so I'm always surprised when I meet people and I'm like, wait a second, let me get this straight. You don't have any track record of success in business but you think you can do it all yourself. I'm like, why do you think you can do it all yourself when Warren Buffett, who has 160 IQ, still has to, you know, 
have a partner. So partner on your weaknesses. If you want to execute and stop procrastinating, it is, you just can't get rid of some of your weaknesses. They, it's just, no matter what is just there. It's a little bit like fighting in your weight class, you know, um, that's like being a realist. If Conor McGregor said he can beat a heavyweight, we would all, I would bet against Conor McGregor, you know, imagine Conor McGregor versus Mike Tyson in his prime Ooh. in boxing. I don't care what kind of gloves you put on. That is going to not end well for Conor McGregor because Conor McGregor is 155 pounds and Mike Tyson was about 210 of solid muscle, maybe 220. And so one of the things going beyond, you know, partnering on your weakness, this is number 17. Oh, what are you bringing? You have a salad? Oh, I don't know if I can eat while I do this. You always do. <laughs> what? You always do. Yeah, but I don't know about eating a salad. <laughs> Why not? Why don't you bring... And we brought, no, I brought some more stuff for everyone else. Oh, okay. Well, this is going to become a loud podcast. <laughs> are you going to turn this into a food review podcast? Okay. Is this for me? Is this yeah. chicken? Uh-huh. Why is it yellow? <laughs> Oh, man, who's making that noise? Oh, is that the sound machine? <laughs> Adrian found a sound noisemaker, so that's not really me. <laughs> Somebody said, don't masticate on Instagram. Fancy word for masticate is a fancy word for chew. Ty, I've got 10 grand, and I make 40000 passively a day. How are you making 40 grand a day passively? That's $1.2 million. You got to give more details. Dude, you better keep her. She's taking great care of you. Thanks. Kate has her fans here. <laughs> I try. So execution is a combination of partnering on your weaknesses. And then number three, I mean 17, being realistic, and this is goes together. Actually, I should reverse the order. Should really be 16 is be realistic on your weaknesses and your strength. Okay, being realistic, strengths, weaknesses. And then 17 is then you partner on those weaknesses. And here's the cool thing. Your strengths will make you not only valuable to yourself, but there'll be somebody out there that realizes that's a weakness of theirs that give you more opportunities to partner. Like the more I've learned that I'm good at psychology, that I'm good at marketing, actually more opportunities have opened up. I don't even have to say I'm good at execution. Like I don't like operations that much of a business. I have an office and I never even go into my office. I have, you know... Thank you for that sound effect, Adrian. <laughs> had nothing to do with this. <laughs> I'm confused. Um, but I just know that that's not my thing, so I don't do it at all. You know? Is someone said, is this the dude with the nice car in the garage? <laughs> <laughs> Ty, you're the only man I know that knows his stuff. Ty, what happens if I'm introverted? What do you suggest? Well, Hate you all so much! Uh, um, well... You should follow this point number 17 and 16 or 16 and 17. So be realistic. If you're an introvert, you might be just to be clear. Introverts are not always bad socially. 
being bad socially is more a, a function of something called neuroticism. That's what makes people hyper shy. But in general, if you're an introvert, you're not going to be the best at front facing businesses, I call it. Like you're not, if you're an introvert, you probably don't want to. It's not that you couldn't, but you won't want to be a traveling salesman speaking to groups and speaking to a hundred strangers a day. Like that's, you could do it, but by being realistic, they're like, you know what? I'm going to burn out very quickly. And so if you are an introvert, I got good news for you. It's easy to find extroverts in the world. Extroverts are the easiest to find because they're everywhere. Every party you go to, if they didn't get dragged along, they're probably a freaking introvert. What are you, Colin? Um, when I took the test, I was barely extroverted, like 55%. On which test did you take? Six the um, ENFJ. Myers-Briggs? E yeah, the Myers-Briggs. Kate, she gets extrovert. What'd you get, I Sam? I was introvert. ENFJ. You're on the... You're on the border. Yeah, Sam, Pablo got. Escobar gets extrovert. <laughs> and what do you get, Armin? INTP. You're an I? Oh, I'm an introvert. INTP. Yeah, there's some good websites that you can take, you know. I was going to say, are, do you think that those, like, personality tests are the best way to to dig into that in the hexaco to dig into and kind of, like, get that self-realization so you know the kind of partner you need to be looking for? I'm going to reset this, and then I'll answer that. Here we go. Of course, Instagram makes no sense. What's up, Instagram? I was just asked, do I think taking personality tests is a good idea to learn your strengths and weaknesses? And the answer is absolutely. Here's why. They're free online, so there's no downside if they don't work. Number two, the science has evolved so much on personality tests that I'm telling you, you can hardly go wrong on taking personality tests. I will tell you, though, Myers-Briggs is not a complete evaluation of your personality. So I wouldn't, what did you get? What letters did you get, Colin? Um, I think I got ENFJ. I forget exactly what they all stand for. And you got INT? INTP. Okay. I think I'm an ENTP, but you say I'm not. Your Kate is both. Kate is a little bit. I'm like, once I meet you, I'm very introverted. But that's what, it, you're very <laughs> extroverted. No, I'm when I meet someone, I'm so shy. I'm like awkward. Yeah, at the beginning. Like when but you then later on, I'm like so annoying. You can't show me up. So. But that's <laughs> what introverts are. All introverts <laughs> speak. They Actually, the best way to think about introverts, if you want to know the real science, is introverts um, are motivated by internal rewards and internal goals. It's actually a brain structure that's different. Extroverts are rewarded by novelty if you go to a new party like oh there's new people there you get rewards introverts don't get that if you're an introvert this is how you'll know if you're like oh i'm gonna meet 50 new people today if that makes you excited <laughs> you're probably or you're definitely an extrovert <laughs> if you're like oh 50 new people and i gotta go through small talk and i have yeah what you don't want to meet 50 new people. No, I know. I'm like, Ugh, I, I hate what small do I say? Talk. I'm awkward. My cousin Maya, though, is a true... She got on the test 100% extrovert. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Yeah. So Maya's it. like, I see her. Another guy, um, I'm a business partner with a guy that owns Swanick Sleep Glasses. 
They're blue blocker glasses. If you go to tylopez.com slash sleep, you'll see the glasses that I wear at night. It helps you sleep better. You should get them. They're, I wear them and travel with them. I'm not just saying that because I own part of the company. I was wearing them before. Part of the reason I own the company, I always do it the other way. I find what I'm already using, and then I try to get into that business. You know? Someone said, Ty, is that Band-Aid in your arm over your heroin scars? Uh, I don't have tracks in my arms. Usually heroin addicts have them, have them all the way up and down their arm. But I probably wouldn't go on a podcast right now on live streaming <laughs> if I had heroin issues. Uh, a lot of people got heroin issues nowadays. That's, that's rough. Um, so my cousin Maya, though, gets hyped. When there's like people and James Swanick, oh my God, if you go, dude, we're about to go to a house party and there's going to be, we got to meet 50 new people. He's like, all right. <laughs> you know? So I think that it's, uh, I think that's one of the biggest things to know in Myers-Briggs test. The most powerful is pr probably extroversion versus introversion. That explains more differences in humans than anything. And it's about 50, 50, just so you know, about 50% of the planet is, what are you laughing at? Someone said, why do you keep Kate hungry? I honestly just eat a lot. Why do I keep Kate hungry? Because apparently I'm like eating all the time on the podcast. I do not keep Kate hungry. <laughs> George Lopez and Pablo Escobar in the back. <laughs> Come that on, is killing me. You do. Look, I never thought out. of that. You <laughs> look really like you. A young white George Lopez for sure. You look so, like George Lopez. I'm not oh, white, man. but okay. And then you with your blue blockers, your. Um, oh yeah, people think I look like Tony Iron Stark. Man when I wear Tony Stark when I wear the blue blocker because he wears them. Blue blockers. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. What do you get, Colin? You look like a skater. Oh. Tony Hawk. Really? No, the Tony. Hair, you don't maybe. look like Tony Hawk. A young Tony Hawk? I don't know. Before before the before I changed my hair, I got James Franco. I don't know if really that, Do you go close I don't get it the, after the hair though. No, yeah. that killed your James. I, I think so. It. Yeah, but your hair. James Franco was it? You you know something? I'm gonna read you guys something about James Franco talking about execution. If you ever feel like you're accomplishing a lot, just go read about James Franco. So here, if you go. Just go to his Wikipedia. This is, it's insane, all the stuff that he's done. I'll give you an example. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> you think? A goofy smile. It's the eyes. So here's some of the stuff. Um, it's nuts, all the stuff that he does at the same time. I'll just name a few things. First of all, he's gone to these universities, UCLA, Columbia, New York University, Brooklyn College, Warren Wilson College, Yale University, and Rhode Island. He went and got two degrees. He got one like Yale and Rhode Island at the same time while doing three movies. Um, he produced, wait, where is this thing? That's crazy. He was named as the face of the Gucci men's fragrance line. Wow. His short films as director. Uh, huh? Gucky, remember the the commercial where he keeps mispronouncing it? No, he goes, Gucky, Gucky by Gucky. He can't get it right. Oh, uh, you got to YouTube it. Since 2012, he's also a lecturer at UCLA, teaching classes in the School of Theater, Film, and Television. 
he announced the release of his band Daddy's first single. So he has a band. <laughs> he has a star <laughs> on the Hollywood book. He was the featured roastee on the next Comedy Central. Wrote, he wrote an article for the New, New York Times in support of the meta-modernist performance art of Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> in April, uh, the literary publisher Grey Wolf Press issued his first collection of pro- poetry called Directing Herbert White. And now he's teaching an eight-part film class to high school students. Dude, he has, I'm telling you, of any human that I've ever read about right now that's active, this dude has no problem executing. Seth Rogen, how many movies has he? I did a FaceTime, I FaceTimed Seth Rogen not too long ago. It was pretty funny. Seth Rogen was high the whole time. He he was like, hi. It was funny. We have to... Add that in. He makes time to smoke weed with Seth Rogen. Someone said Ryan yeah. Seacrest. Oh, I've gotten that too. Oh, Ryan Seacrest. So he's always on the go, you know? And I think that one of the things, and this is point number 18, be careful who you compare yourself to. One of the biggest mistakes that we make is comparing to people that are too low level. Compare yourself or compare your activity level, not yourself with somebody who does a lot because the reason that most that a lot of people are self-satisfied is because they're comparing themselves to very low levels of activity very low levels of accomplishment you know someone says that is the genius of cristiano ronaldo okay (laughs) someone said jay franco doesn't smoke weed often at all okay what Seth Rogen does. Kate, strike a pose, someone asked. <laughs> but, you know, comparison, like you should have a list of people. I, I have a list in my goals list where I literally have like five or six people that I want to be a blend of. And some people say, oh, forget that. You should just want to be, you know, you got to be totally yourself. That's BS. No one's totally themselves. You're a product of your environment. You're a product of your parents. You're a product of your genetics. No one's born a complete blank slate. How'd you learn English? It was learned behavior, right? And it's the same thing. How you learn who you want to become. It's a combination of your natural strengths and who you naturally are. But nobody is as unique as they think. They're not. Under a microscope, Especially at the DNA level, we're hardly different than monkeys, you know? So, Ty, how do I get to become a millionaire with social media? Good. We're going to do that as one of the last points. Well, we've been talking about it a little bit. Um, But I have a list of people that I kind of go, I would like to be a little bit of all of those people. What's yours? If you could be a combination, Colin, of a few amazing people, who would they be? Mm. Armin, Kate, Pablo. See, I think I'd like the understanding of of like humans and human uh, like nature yep. of uh, Steve Jobs. And I think I want the wait, em- wait. You think he was empathetic? No, I think he understood humans. I think okay. he understood think what humans wanted. <laughs> It had to help, right? Mm-hmm. No, but I think that I, so I think he was an asshole to that seems it seems like he was, um, but I think that he understood user behavior, and so instead of creating the coolest tech, he created the most usable tech. He created right. the tech that interacts with humans the best. Um, so I guess user behavior. I don't think he was empathetic at all. 
Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> he is not an empathetic dude. Yeah. What do you? Who would you want to be, Kate? <clears throat> Combination. <clears throat> well. <laughs> um, <laughs> who? Hmm. A little bit of Beyonce. You want to be beyond what <laughs> yeah. part of beyond? Which oh, women I, I want to be it's so cool. Like just to be able to get up, get out on stage like that and be able to perform like even dance wise. I feel like I'd always I've always wanted to be a performer, but I'm not a good performer. So like that's why I want to be one. But OK, that's just one little piece who's the other one piece of me. Um, hmm. I don't know. Go to him. Let me think. <laughs> See, take, the point is, you should know this off the tip of your I tongue. I know, I know, I know. I suck. Let's see here. I think I would go with Albert Einstein, his curiosity. All right. And then Kobe Bryant's work ethic. Okay. So that would be an interesting combo. Right? You'd be athletic and smart. I didn't say athletic. It's a work ethic, but I guess athletic too. So would you want your mom to be like Kobe Bryant's one of Kobe Bryant's family and your dad to be one of Einstein's and you're like the merged cyborg of both of those. I like it. Yeah. Well, that's actually a good way to think about it. Who else, who here has on the live, who would you want to be a combination? Somebody said they want to be a combination of Ty Lopez, Gary V and Conor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said a little of Ty, a little bit of Bill Gates and a little Barack Obama. You don't have to put me in this, by the way. I'm not. I'm not. People are sucking up Rich over there. Rich Piana, somebody said, somebody <laughs> said Batman. That's it. That's not a combination. They go, I'd like to be a I combination mean, he's of, kind of two people. Batman. That's true. He's got no, an he alter is ego. one person. <laughs> Elon Musk, Dr. Dre, and oh, Michael Jordan. So I was actually going like to say that. Elon on the other side of Steve Jobs, right? So Elon's like audacity slash um, analytical mind, I think. Um, but more like audacity to just do things. Oh, Michelle Obama. I think she's very inspirational. She gives back to the community. She's very intelligent. Cheese. Michelle yeah. Obama, okay. Not Hillary Clinton? No, not, well, I don't know. No, not Hillary Clinton. Actually, I do know. She's, I like, I mean, I would have voted for her. I actually didn't vote on this. I should have. But, dun, um, dun, dun. <laughs> Somebody I'm said the reason it. Donald Trump is the president. <laughs> I'm part of the reason. Someone said the Pope and Larry Flint. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I love you, sir, someone says. Now, whenever somebody on social media, just a little tip, when they say sir, that means they're from India. Hmm. Indi they're younger than no. you and they have respect for you. Nope. Nobody does that. 100% for their I elders. See, I've never heard On social sir. media, when someone says sir to you, Let's they ask. are from India. I can see the guy's name is like <laughs> <laughs> Deepak Chopra or something. <laughs> Deepak Chopra. It was a good Deepak. name. It wasn't Deepak Chopra. Is he, is he watching? No, he watches you. <laughs> Somebody said racist. That's not racist. Facts. Stop getting your panties in a bunch, people. It's not Please racist to Kate, say Kate that people Kate. from India say sir. Oh, the world's so dumb sometimes. Somebody said they want to be Ty, Tony Stark, and Trump. Now, that's a weird mm. combination. Mm -hmm. Someone said Hillary is a lying biatch. Man, Hillary brought out... People either love Hillary or... She's too polarizing. Although Donald Trump is just <laughs> as much. God. I sometimes wonder what's... Do you think... What are the odds that there will be a civil war in a big continent? 
like North America or the EU, I feel like there is a chance that there will be out and out just SpongeBob and Nelson window. <laughs> because if you look, if you look at Charlottesville, Charlottesville was little teeny, teeny, teeny microcosm of a civil war. You got people from the same country, you know, people running people over, people hitting. Did you see some of the footage of people hitting people with that one with a bat and that lady up in Boston at that rally yeah. where they grabbed her by the flag? She was holding a flag. I don't understand it. She didn't want to let go of the flag. I guess she was being <laughs> patriotic, but they like dragged her down on the ground. I was like, God, this is it's funny because. If you met those people that you were protesting against, half of them would just, you probably walk by them. You probably buy Starbucks from them every day, you know? It's like, jeesh. Somebody said, can't we all get along? All right. Another point from this book on execution, which I recommend everybody here read. Reward the doers. This is an important principle. So if you're leading a team, it's very easy to forget to reward the best people. It is, trust me. Um, if you look at great basketball coaches, Phil Jackson was a great basketball coach. He was a little more controversial as a general manager, but as a coach, he had and player, he had 13 rings, which is pretty much the most of anybody. And, um, he said he had to remember to reward because your natural instinct is to be like, all right, Michael Jordan doesn't need to hear the rewards. You know, he's Michael Jordan, but really Michael Jordan still needed it. You know, and it makes more sense. Reward Jordan, because if Michael Jordan or LeBron James plays well, you're going to do well. So one of the things, if you're trying to motivate yourself, you can't forget to reward yourself. And one of the things that I, I talk about, like people are like, Ty, why do you have Lamborghinis and Ferraris? I'm like, well, part of the reason those were like rewards, I would set goals and then be like, if I hit this goal, um, I'll buy a Lamborghini. Or a car. I did that last year. I was like, I'll give away cars. I gave away 10 cars last year. I gave 10 people brand new cars. Maybe 11, but 10 for sure. I forget the number. And I and I bought two. So it was like a good ratio. It was like every five cars I give away, I'll give myself one. And see, everybody wins that way. And that's why one of the problems in the world now is people want to stop. They don't understand the reward system. They don't understand... The part of your brain that's called dopamine, the dopamine, uh, you know, there's receptors in your brain. And if you kill those, if you don't reward them, they actually, it's interesting, they shed, um, they disappear. So there's a lot of people, the reason they procrastinate is they don't have enough dopamine receptors in their brain getting them excited about stuff. You have to be able to, to, to overcome procrastination, you have to anticipate things. If you want to make a million dollars on social media, you have to be excited about the project before you start or you'll never start. You can't just go, oh, well, I'll be depressed until I actually see myself make a million dollars with my social media agency. No, that's not going to happen. It's not how the game of life works. You get excited first because you have the vision and mentally on the scientific side, people who are ambitious grow new dopamine receptors. Isn't that interesting? Like, the brain actually can create or get rid of your brain, your body and your brain is very efficient. If you stop lifting weights, your body stops keeping extra muscle. It just goes, we don't need it. Muscle burns needs a lot of fuel and you get scrawny. If you start lifting weights, your body goes, "Uh oh, we got to divert 
and puts and put our energy stores towards muscle growth. And so for everyone who's struggling with motivation that's listening here, it's usually a brain issue. You know, sometimes it's what I said earlier, where it's like you're not partnered up with people who offset your weaknesses. Um, but it's also this other one. There's really multiple factors. So by partnering, you overcome. It's kind of like you cover some of your weaknesses, but you don't eliminate them. And the only way you really el- eliminate them is over time, your brain function can actually change. Like you can become less of a procrastinator, you know, and your brain will help you by going, oh, Armin doesn't really procrastinate. Let's grow some more dopamine receptors so that when he does something, more pleasure is released, more pleasure uh, hormones, dopamine, let's say, is released in his brain and he experiences it more, you know? So that is point number 19. We're getting close to being done here. We're going to be done in about five or 10 minutes. Someone said, Ty, it's difficult to become an entrepreneur at 20 years of age. No, it's not. It is not difficult at 20. In fact, 20 is the easiest. You have the least obligations, you know? Um, No, it's easier. Yeah. Hold on one sec. Can you get the gate, Adrian? So I, for me, it's much more about um, not thinking about things like that. Not thinking about like, oh, I'm this age, therefore it's easier heart. It's, it's, age is a very, is one of the least of your worries. So for example, if you're super young and you get an idea that you want to do and you're only 12, you're going to have some disadvantages. Like Bill Gates started a business before he was 18 a big business became Microsoft and he would be on the phone and he'd have to change his voice. He'd be like, Oh <laughs> yes, this is uh, Bill Gates here. I'd like to sell you some computers. That's literally what he did. You can read about it. And that's not, I mean, it's hard, but it's not that hard. You just make your voice like, oh, yeah. and on the flip <laughs> side, um, if you look at the guy who started Kentucky fried chicken, Colonel Sanders, he had failed at almost, I don't know. He had one of the worst luck. I mean, Colonel Sanders, he dropped out of high school at 12. He fought in the Spanish-American War or something like that. He was a mule driver. He became a, he delivered babies, even though he wasn't a doctor. He, uh, what was the other thing? He was a judge, even though he had never been to law school. (laughs) I mean, this was like in Kentucky. It was like in the good old boys. And he even, one of the funniest things, not funny, but craziest thing, his big business at the end that was doing well was being... um, a hotel operator. He owned a big hotel on one of the main highways. Um, yeah, you can listen. One of the main highways. I'm not blue chair. Hey, we're doing a podcast. And what he did was he just said, all right, I'm going to make so much money with my hotel. He started counting his chickens before they were hatched, you know. And guess what? The highway system changed and they built a new highway and literally nobody went through the damn um, the highway anymore by his hotel. Mm-hmm. So he lost all, all his money and then it caught on fire. Oh my so he God. had no money. He was living out of his car. And then what he did was he uh, went out and asked a thousand people to give them him money to start Kentucky Fried Chicken. And the thousandth person almost, it was like 900 and somebody 
He got rejected over 900 times. And at 65, he became a millionaire. He died at like 75 or something. I mean, he, so he was yeah. at the, so the point is, it's like made it. when you're trying to execute and you're going, is it my age? Is it's usually the least of your worries. The biggest thing of your worries, and I will tell you, and this book talks about it. One thing you need is strategy. So I do think that ideas can be good and bad. I think a lot of people have bad ideas. And so I don't think you should over or underestimate. Some people go, all you need is to execute and work hard. BS. If you execute work hard on a bad strategy, you will be poor. I guarantee you. Guarantee you. I had a guy that came, I mean, just for example, what if you launch a business today and you go, I'm going to, you know, pick up dog crap and I'm going to recycle it and use it for charcoal or something. That, that ain't going to work because the second people figure out that they're burning dog crap, <laughs> they're going to, your business is going to get <laughs> shut down, right? It's an it's a invalid idea. Um, what's a, what are some of the dumb ideas that people have told me? Um, I mean, ideas can strat and better than ideas. I like to think of the word strategy because idea is just the seed strategy is the whole kind of the game plan. It's kind of the, the business plan and that whole business plan, the whole one is your strategy and ideas like step one, but I see it's very rare that someone has a good strategy very rare that people have good strategy. So I don't think you should overestimate or underestimate execution versus strategy. You need both. And most the odds of most people getting both is none. And that's why it's good for you. That's why it doesn't matter to the person who said they're 15. There's almost no smart businesses being launched. I'll show you something cool. I'm going to go to this app called, I'm going to go to um, TechCrunch. Who here watches you ever seen TechCrunch? You never seen it, Armin? Never ever. I'm <laughs> disappointed in you. TechCrunch is kind of like a Silicon Valley news uh, blog, and it basically talks about the newest ideas coming out. And so, and but they list these ideas, and some of them are so stupid. Like, <laughs> let's see here. You're not selling me on it. No, it's a good blog. Um, oh, TechCrunch is amazing. It shows you also what's working, like SoftBank, an Asian bank, just put $4.4 billion into WeWork. WeWork is such a simple business idea, by the way. Um, All a guy did, and he's a billionaire now, was say offices, instead of trying to lock them into long-term leases, you could just rent an office per chair. So if you hired five more people, you just pay for five more chairs. And if there's you fire them, you can just reduce it. Versus the old way, which is you get locked into a freaking business lease. And anybody here could have come up with that was a good idea because it's a problem for people that need offices. They don't want to sign a long-term contract. And then, but he had to have a whole strategy to it. Strategy is like the product development, the brand name, how you freaking get the, how you get the product out to people. Do you use social media marketing? Do you viral marketing? All that stuff. So, but let's just see some of these things. By the way, HBO's app has now pulled in $19 million since the Game of Thrones premiere of season seven. So good business idea. 
make an app so people can, I mean, HBO and these companies were stupid for a while. You, you had to go watch it on TV, not your iPad. I never, I only watch it on TV. Okay. Here's a new, tell me thumbs up or thumbs down. If you think this is a good business, it's called auto. It's $700 for a premium smart lock. So it's a lock. I think it's one like a lock, like, uh, let me see. Can you put your finger scan? So here's the lock right here. It's like got a little number thing. Um, is that a big, who here has ever thought about locks? Sounds really expensive. Would you spend 700 bucks on a lock? Like a bike lock? Like, <laughs> no, it's like a lock like- on a door. This but is kind of not the best the article. lock itself. Pablo, pa- Pablo might. Pablo. <laughs> he should get a few. He should probably get a few. <laughs> yeah, they have door locks. I guess people... I don't know. That's not... I would not put all my life work into the development of a lock company. At least not this one. Because one thing that's wrong with this one, it's not easy to explain what it is. I was telling you Mentor Box... You guys got to learn how to have an, a, a quick elevator speech. If someone says, what is MentorBox? I'm like, oh, easy. It's the net, like the Netflix of books. Then everybody's like, oh, okay. You understand. You get a membership and you get, instead of movies, you get access to books. Auto, I don't know what a smart lock is. Aren't all lock? I guess it means no key, but isn't that a combination? I guess you put your finger on it. I don't know. Just showing you that all the ideas that get investors... Are not always great. Uh, one other business. Tell me if you like this one. Okay, here's a company called Romeo Power that just raised thirty million dollars. Gillian, billion. I feel like uh, Austin Powers. <laughs> okay, so they are competing with Tesla, but here's what they're saying. They have at least 25% more energy density than existing lithium ion, the world's most energy dense battery pack. So basically it's a battery that goes longer for cars or anything. Hmm. Who likes that idea? Because I give that one a major thumbs up. That's pretty good. Batteries. What's the number one problem people have with their damn phone? iPhones. Run out of battery. If you had a phone that was as good as the iPhone but lasted 24 hours... A full use with no man, people would drop the iPhone. Yeah, because that's the number one thing For people sure. hate about iPhones. Yeah. My iPhone and the old, the, I don't know what it is with iPhone. The longer that I have an iPhone, the kind of crappier it is. Like mine sometimes holds battery. It's like two hours of using it and it's dead. So, I think this company, if I and this is why I said you guys need to read a lot because then you'll get comparative ideas. Which idea would you rather be involved in? Locks. Like what's the total, I mean, the total market for locks, you're, first of all, it's a fragmented business. Nobody goes, you know what? I only reply. I only, when I use locks, I only use, you know, blah, 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 like a door lock, maybe a lock for your bike, but a door lock. What is the brand on doors? I don't even know. Do you know what it is? No, 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 no Nothing. Nobody knows. No. So I think that. But batteries are in everything now. So by the way, some of you wanting business ideas, that's a great, you don't even have to be an engineer. You could put together a company where you hire people that are engineers 
and you just be the marketing person, you know, and you could use this for social. Once again, social media is a very powerful way to grow a battery company. For example, one of the things that I use are, I should be a spokesperson for this company because I buy so many of them, but I use these little RAV powers to plug, to charge my phone. So, um, you just plug it in here and whatever you, you know, it's two out. It, it charges my phone up in 30 minutes from zero to a hundred. And I think that's a good business. Now it's a little bit saturated now, but batteries, you could, it's not that hard. You can even buy these and rebrand them. I'm sure you could go to China, buy these damn, maybe I want to do that. Maybe I'll do a drop shipping business. You like just make some bat. What? Let's try to brainstorm as we close up one good idea that somebody watching or listening could execute on. You could drop shit. So that you could potentially make more than Floyd Mayweather is about to make tomorrow. <laughs> 400 million. You can make more. A good battery company will be worth billions. A battery case for your phone. But what would be unique? The Kardashian, she made a ton of money. Kim Kardashian, when she made that, that, um, case that had a light around it. Mm. Yeah, she made, I forget. Mm -hmm. Look how much she made on that Kim Kardashian app. Can you look that up, Colin? Yeah. Kim Kardashian case, light case. So what's something, what's an angle on these batteries that you could buy from China or from some wholesale company and you could change it rebrand them to your brand and sell them on Amazon using Facebook ads. It's a belt. A belt. Like a dress belt. Okay. So a belt and the belt buckle or something you plug into? Yeah, that's where it charges. Okay. What else? Do, do, do. Is this for us? Uh-oh, I was looking at Kim Kardashian. What would you she say? was just sued for $100 million. I didn't see how much she made. Kim Kardashian. Yeah, because someone else said it was their idea for a hundred million. Yeah, patent infringement. Uh -oh. Well, I can tell you that probably usually you get sued like that for how much money you made. So she probably made a hundred million bucks. You know, I mean, when you maybe not, but a lot of times lawyers will try to investigate how much money they think you made. I don't know if she would make a hundred million, but I guarantee you she made more than ten million. What else? Electric underwear. Uh, good luck, good luck right. with that idea. All right. All right. I'm going to put a battery charger yeah. in my underwear <laughs> no, and good. plug my phone into my no, balls. No, thank you. <laughs> that does not sound like a good idea. A phone that charges with hand warp. I think the best thing would be a solar charger. If you could yeah. have a cover that the back was a little photovoltaic, whatever, like a uh, panel. Although but you'd have to hold it out, like yeah, you'd have to walk, <laughs> walk, walk around. around. You'd have to walk around. You'd like have that. people walking around. Yeah, that might not be good. It could do like those watches when you move in your pocket if it kind of. I mean, like the movement that. charges it. Yeah, like the watches do, but okay, it's probably not somebody, enough power. Um, they've got that that same thing going on the back on a backpack, so you wear the backpack around. And, oh yeah, uh, sneakers that generate power from walking. Mm, okay. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> iPhone eight is better. It charges faster, but iPhone eight's like twelve hundred bucks. That's the problem. That's a rumor, right? Uh, 
I think it's going to be true. You, really? you don't think it'll be that much? I think if it is, they're going to have a lower price point offering also. Well, they'll do a subsidy with like Verizon. If you do it on Verizon, you get it for like 300 bucks or something. Yeah. Well, but everyone on the on the phone plans, right? They're they're all leasing nowadays. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. That's such a tough price point to jump up to. What are they at now? New. 7 8 I think Are they really seven, nine? Eight, Nine? But most people don't get a phone blank. They buy yeah. it through when their plan is up. Most people are like, dude, I can't afford a phone. They wait till their plan's up and they get it for 300 bucks. Yeah. I guarantee. How much did you pay for your phone, Kate? Mm. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't pay attention. You just bought it. <laughs> you just, I just said, bought here, the here's phone. my card. <laughs> Somebody said Uber for marijuana. Hmm. That. It's not going to be an idea that works well, but you can try. <laughs> Everyone wants to get into marijuana. Bro, and what Uber. about a screen door for a submarine? <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the worst jokes. <laughs> That's, we got dad jokes being told it. here. Granddad jokes. It. That is one of the old. That's like a as Seriously, if you Google that joke, I promise you it's from the 1930s. Well, I know it's in a 40s. song from from way back. From the Beatles? Yep. Yeah, we need to... Adrian, you failed us. You should have done that sound. <laughs> Won't keep the title. Dog toothpaste. You know what? I think they have that. I think that's a good idea dogs because do dogs have the worst breath. Have you tried no. to brush a dog's teeth? No, it's not very easy. No, what about d- dog gum where it like... It has to chew it slowly, and that makes its breath. Bad. Dog gum, or what about like what about like water or liquid that it drinks, but it freshens the breath. Yeah, too. I do that with my dog. They have this thing that you pour in the water, and it freshens their breath. What is that oh, sound? Cool. Adrian has a chimpanzee. Uh, <laughs> no, you need to do one that's like. Oh, for my idea. Okay, somebody said Hillary Clinton toothpaste. Do you take calls? Well, I don't take live calls, but I just, you can do the same thing with live um, comments. I'm live right now. Floating nightstands that mount perfume for dogs. What do you think of a, think of a drive-through breakfast restaurant? I, I'll tell you. uh, Okay. This is from, who is this? Daquan DeBerry. All right. Daquan DeBerry. Here is my advice. I think somebody needs a breakfast only restaurant because people love breakfast. The only thing there is now is IHOP and Waffle House. What else is a breakfast only, only place? Because IHOP, even IHOP. How'd you get that? It was on here. It was oh my God. That's one of my favorite. Even I mean, IHOP is not breakfast only because they have like burgers. And but it's like, stuff. yeah. But imagine a place that's like yeah. in and out burger. It's in and out burger. But it's just breakfast. What's your favorite should, meal? Yeah. Breakfast. Always breakfast. I can eat breakfast. If it had good waffles, if you had good eggs, not, not like I went when I was traveling, we were just all of us. Well, not all of us, but Adrian, Armin, me and Kate were yesterday. We were in Tampa, Florida for a business meeting I had. And where did we eat at? I hop. <laughs> the food in America. And these kind of restaurants mark, mark, is mark. so bad. I mean, how could you get, I guess, no food and people starve to death. But sometimes I'm worried about America. Like when you travel, it's a food desert. When I was in Tampa airport, it's like, here's your food choices. 
Chick-fil-A, which um like McDonald's. McDonald's. But I got Chick-fil-A and I was like, let me have a lemonade. It has so much sugar in it. Even I was the like, smoothie you got. But I was like, is this a diabetes shake? I mean, literally, <laughs> it's like our main goal is to give you diet. Just look, just holding it. I can start to get become pre-diabetic. <laughs> just looking at it. God, I was like, what the hell? So I think a breakfast place, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's son, Patrick, um, who I've gotten to know a little bit, he, him and LeBron James started a pizza joint. And this pizza place is it's just valued at like 400 million bucks. And I think Patrick's yeah, only wow. 19 years old. He's not the only, there's a group of people, LeBron and others. Someone said Subway is healthy. It's not that healthy, but Subway is healthier than McDonald's. And look how popular it is, man. Subway's in so many countries. You go to Europe, they got, so they don't have Taco Bell. They have Subway. So I think that there should be way more. Um, I think there should be way more. Good food choices. Food is a trillion dollar industry in the world. Not billion, not million, not hundred million, not a hundred billion. It's a trillion. The amount of money that goes into agriculture and food. Just think about it. What do you, what does every single person in the world spend money on? Food. How much do you spend on food, Armin? You're a bachelor. What do you spend? Oh, I spend too much. Guess. I don't. Counting going out to eat. Like seven hundred, eight hundred a month, or something. So thir- wait, Maybe just do even. it per day. How much you spend a oh, day? Oh, a day. Okay, hundred. A, a day. Fifty. Um, like fifty. Yeah. So that's fifteen hundred. <laughs> oh, whoa! It's just water. Spilled some water. That's fifteen hundred dollars. That's because like Postmates and all that stuff. Yeah, but I'm saying it so didn't used to be that high. If mm. you're spending fifteen hundred a month, you. you're spending. Yeah, they got me. That means you're spending twenty thousand dollars a year. On food, man, eighteen thousand. Yeah. So we'll round it to Need twenty. To on that. So imagine how much money there is being in the damn food business. So some of you need to get in the food business. I'm telling you. So, all right, we're gonna give away this laptop. Um, what should we do, Kate, for this laptop? give it away yet uh somebody said water is gonna go up in price you're probably right let's do uh let's look back at the notes so i'm gonna be quizzing you on what a number from my notes was okay to win this brand new ipad i'm no sorry this is uh what is it uh macbook macbook air 12 12 inch. inch Okay, I'll mail this to you. Here's what you got to do on any of the live. And if you're watching this on the recorded podcast, you should follow me on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and YouTube, and you'll you'll see me when I go live if you want to watch these lives. Then you can ask me a question. So you need a video of this, Sam. Do, do, do. Okay, you ready? Because it's going to come at you fast. Uh, I'm going to ask you... From my notes that I left, I left night. I had 19 points to today's uh, podcast radio episode. So, what was number 12? Ready, set, go. First person, what was number 12? Who was paying attention? You're going to be rewarded with a brand new iPad. Make sure I can see there. Oh, right there. Right there. 
Chase Dyer, twelve thirty one on Twitter. Go straight to the top. Chase Dyer. We had quite a few people do it, but he was a little bit ahead of everybody. It was go straight to the top when you're looking for advice. Why not get it from people who have achieved at the highest levels? It's just as easy to get advice from a top person as your next door neighbor. But most people literally ask their next door neighbor for advice. I don't ask my next door neighbor for advice in anything unless they're the best in that area. So congratulations. What was his name? Bryce? His name is Chase. Chase. On Twitter, you can wish him. It's not somebody I know. People are, this isn't rigged. It's not. An employee winning. I just. What is it? Chase Dyer, 1231. So if you want to go on Twitter, congratulate him. Chase Dyer. Is it D Y E R? D Y E R. D Y E R. And the number 1231. Boom. Isn't that your Twitter, Kate? Aren't you Chase Dyer? 1231? Kate has hundreds of laptops. That's what people (laughs) think. They're like, how do I know this is real? I'm like, oh, you're so smart. There's thousands of people that I've created. Twitter's for uh, I've created profiles for and I am I'm secretly on there winning my own prizes congrats Chase Dyer Diana says all right well Pablo Escobar George Lopez hola Kate and Zach is gone he went to a horror movie um so somebody said that seems like a legit theory that ties just <laughs> keeping all the laptops. I have hundreds Reasonable. of laptops. Is this Alex Jones I've given now? away. Yeah. I've, I've counted how many people who have won prizes from me in the last year. It's way over 500 people. So last I checked a few weeks ago or a few months ago, it was like 485. So now it's probably 600 or so. 10, phone, uh, 10 cars, probably at least 100 laptops, <laughs> iPhones. <laughs> cash it's it's i'm trying to hit a million bucks we're over 500 grand that i've given away so somebody said peter said 10 cars what the yeah i gave 10 cars away i gave everyone the winners a choice between a mustang a ford f-150 no one ever picked the ford f-150 zero one person picked it and then changed the number one car was the mustang and camaro actually camaro was the most camaro i I think i think jeep was in there too no one girl got a jeep but no one girl got a jeep oh one did one did yep Uh, she cried when i i I went down to the dealership in downtown i gave her the car and she had that never her family was real poor she had been sick and so she was like 25 and never had a car before and she's like changed my life she had gotten a disease i forget oh no she got like um lyme's disease so she like you know you lose all your energy for five years she was sick and then she won this like one week after you know she did someone said all tax write-offs andrew you're an <laughs> idiot you know nothing about how taxes work i promise you i love when people when people <laughs> give stuff away and they go it's a tax write-off, but you still have less money, dumbass. <laughs> the tax credit, it's not a tax credit, first of all. So if you give a million dollars, just so a little financial tip for everybody here that doesn't, because most people don't know what the hell they're talking about. A tax credit versus a tax deduction. A tax credit is a dollar for dollar deduction. So if, if, I, if I gave away a car for $25,000 and got a 25 grand tax credit, that would, if my taxes were high enough, that would mean the car would cost me nothing to give away because 
I spend 25 grand and the government get, but the government doesn't give you tax credits for charity uh, at all. Or they don't, not that I know, maybe some special cases. They give you tax deductions. So that means if you give away 500 grand worth of stuff to people and you can deduct it, if you're in the tax, 30% tax bracket, that means that you get to deduct 150 grand. So you gave away 500 grand and you get to deduct 150, save 150. So you still are out of pocket, $350,000. So it's, it's amazing. No matter what you do, even if you help people, some dumbass will find a way to be like, well, didn't tax write off. So I'm like, well, then you do it. <laughs> why don't you do it then? If it's for the tax credit, I'll be like, I know why. Because you have no money because you have a bad mindset. It's really how the game goes, man. People got no mindset. When you have no mindset or you have, that's a loser mindset. I mean, look, I don't agree with everybody out there in the world, but I don't fixate on people and go and try to like figure out. I don't go well, did Steve Jobs do everything right? Because that's how most people are in terms of who they look up to. They're like, well, if Steve Jobs, I found out, for example, if you guys don't know, Steve Jobs had a daughter and he denied her. He never even gave the mother a penny. His daughter lived in poverty while he was a billionaire. Now, some people said, you know, it wasn't his daughter, but he would not do a DNA test. So it's not like he tried hmm. to find out. And he literally, so Steve Jobs is no idol, but he's also a human. And almost all people do messed up. I mean, if you went through your life and you projected on a movie screen for the whole world to see, there would probably be some things that you would be embarrassed that to show. And that's just how people are. So never spend too much time trying to dis dissect the flaws of people because you won't have to go far and you'll end up not being able to learn from anybody. There are no saints really on this planet when you look at their whole life. Now, hopefully you're not, they're not as bad as Pablo Escobar. You're not setting people <laughs> on fire, but Pablo Escobar had his nice side. Pablo Escobar was loved his kids. One thing the movie Narcos is completely wrong is his son was not, you know how his son's this little fat kid in Narcos? Have you guys seen Narcos? I saw some of In Narcos, his son is this like little fat roly-poly kid that follows him around that's like eight. The real story at that point, Pablo Escobar's son was a big guy, like six foot three, big, or not six three, like six one and like 19. So um, Pablo Escobar was very, very close with his son. In fact, at the end, it was him and his son pretty much fighting for his life and for the, his mom. Pablo Escobar's daughter lost her hearing part of her hearing in one ear because of a bomb that went off. People tried to blow. So Pablo Escobar, if you met Pablo Escobar, he would have his reasons. He would be like, look, I grew up in Colombia in the late 1940s. If you know anything about Colombian history, it was one of the most warlike countries in the world, dude. Boy, you, if you, so he was grown up, he grew up in just an environment where people were getting set on fire. People were, the police were completely crooked. That's why he would kill people. Cause he, so he had his reasons. He could justify. Pablo Escobar said, you know why I kill people? Because if I go to the police and the police are on the payroll of the Cali cartel, then the police kill me. So I got to take matters in my own hands. So when you look at Steve Jobs or you look at like this guy and all these people, you just try to take the best. Like when I read from, you know what I learned from Pablo Escobar? Um, 
be bold. He was a bold dude, man. He was super bold. You know, all the way to the end. They say he died. It's a myth. No one knows exactly what happened in the last minute. But they think, because he lost his shoes, the, they kicked the door down. And they came after him, and he had his one guy with him, Limon. I think it was Limon who got shot. But in the very end, he took two guns, and and he just ran out and was like, fuck you, police, and just just shot. And there were snipers everywhere. He did not go far. He got shot once in the knee, and I think once in the chest, and then one perfectly through the ear. (laughs) And so people think that he was still alive, and the police walked up to him and shot him, executed him in the ear because it was this group of police guys that hate him. But but, I, but my point is, is when you start going too deep into people before you're going to listen to anything they say, you're never going to have anybody who you can learn from. Like literally everybody. So sometimes people go, Ty, what about this? Someone said he committed suicide. Nah, Daniel, he probably didn't commit suicide. I mean, well, we know he was shot in the leg and arm, but it's possible. No one completely knows. But uh, yeah, the point is not Pablo Escobar. The point is learn from everybody, even if it's what not to do. That's what Abraham Lincoln said. So anyway, I'm somebody said Narcos is such a good series. I'm sad about the end. But didn't <laughs> you know alert. that was how the end was? <laughs> like everybody knows Pablo Escobar is dead. So it's not like what? a spoiler alert. Or is he? <laughs> or is he? He's Sorry. Right over there. <laughs> I swear you could be a stand in. I would love to do that. <laughs> Go Google, literally Google Sam and Google what a freaking. Oh man, that's funny. And George, you 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 look less mm. like George Lopez than he looks like. Yeah, no, he looks exactly like it. Do you do the mustache, Sam? Just so you can, is that part of it? Be honest. There's many reasons. <laughs> What's the other reasons? Um, it's become its own entity. When I go over to my friend's house, they're like, "Oh, we're hanging out with the mustache. He just brought you." They call you your mustache. <laughs> uh, well, everybody, thank you for being a part. Remember the 19 points. You can use them with social media or to start your own battery business, water business. Um, hopefully nobody starts. Well, maybe dog's toothpaste. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Too Ar- risky. Armin's giving you got to stick it. your hands in there. Yeah, I think dog gum <laughs> would be better. The toothbrushes they make go on your finger and you stick your finger oh, in no. their mouth. I don't think that's a good idea. Kate's ready that's to scary. go. Kate's <laughs> looks. Kate. What's the 19 points? You missed it. All right. <laughs> What's the 19 points? <laughs> He's a little late. We just came on. the beginning one more time. We just went for exactly. A, how long did we go for? Uh, two hours, 50 minutes? Two hours and 59. Oh, wait, wait, yeah. Kate. We got to go 24, 20 more seconds to get to exactly three hours. What's your insight on scaling a social media agency to 250 grand EBITDA? Stay tuned for next time. So you probably need to make 250 grand. You probably need to make gross about 700,000, 30% margins. It gets you around 200, 250,000 net. So I always break everything down into daily goals. That's how I try to do it. Um, So if you want to make 700,000 in a year, you roughly got to make two grand a day, right? Am I right? 
So two grand a day. Maybe. That's what you got to make. Yeah. So. That's a million, isn't it? No. 300. If you made a grand a day, you'll make about 365,000. Right? Correct. There's 365 days. So if you make two grand, it's about 700. So then I think about that. So I go to make two grand a day, or you could do it monthly, let's say. That's 60 grand a month. How many clients do I need? Well, if on average, oh, I forgot to mention for those of you coming in, I got, I'm going to be doing a special version of my social media marketing agency till this Saturday. I mean, sorry. Well, for one, one week from now, what is today? Friday till Friday. Friday. And, um, so you go to tylopez.com slash social media, make sure you go to that and I'll actually be doing live training, which I've never done before. I've taken 25,000 people through my video course, but I've never done it live like this. So if you on average get customers that are paying you $2,000 a month, you only need 30 customers, 30 customers. If you, you know, it's, it's totally doable. There's marketing agencies that have 5,000 customers. So you get 30, and that's if you want to make, and that's assuming you might not need that many if you're doing all the work yourself and not have too many employees. You might be able to just have, you know, 15 clients and make the same. And if you can get some clients to pay you five or 10 grand, that's where you make. So it's much easier when you break down the goals into those daily or monthly goals. Never focus on annual goals. I never focus on annual. You only need that for the IRS. Only reason to keep track of annual is for the IRS or if you're a publicly traded company, you have to do it for, you know, shareholders. But okay, I will see some of you this week when I do the live training, teaching you how to make more money with social media, marketing agency, get small businesses to pay you one to 10 grand a month. Tylopez.com slash social media. Go to that link if you want the free live training bonus or else... You'll just get the online program. Tylopez.com slash social media. All one word. Okay. Talk to you soon. If you want the chance to enter into one of my free giveaways, here's all you have to do. Number one, subscribe to my podcast. And then secondly, leave an honest review of my podcast. What do you think of it? All right. I pick random reviewers to win either an iPhone 7, a GoPro Black, a MacBook Air, iPad, Kindle. And then I've been doing these uh, once a month free car giveaways, giving away a Mustang or Camaro to one random social media follower, podcast followers are entered into that too. So you'll get your free chance to enter. Just leave an honest review and make sure you subscribe to my podcast. All right, I hope you win one of the giveaways. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or wherever it is you like to listen so that you don't miss out on any new episodes as they come out.